Howdy doody there. <laughs> it's February 5th, 2019, and we have a good one. Your boys went viral. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ty Schmidt's name was spelled wrong on a couple places after his video and our video went viral with the Tim Tebow. With that being said, we have an interview with Tim Tebow, a little extendo tape with Tim Tebow that you are going to love. This man is exactly what you think he is, and you're going to love him. If you didn't love him before this interview, you're going to love him afterwards. I am a huge Tim Tebow fan. I think everybody is, and everybody will be. And today's show is a good one. We recap the entire Super Bowl week from Top Golf, all of our guests, and we talk about the game. We talk about life experiences we talk about this and we also talk about connor's experience in the stadium watching the patriots win their sixth ring he's obviously a gigantic mass hole and loved every moment of it and there's only one company that helped him get in there and that's the presenting sponsor of pat mcafee show 2.0 seat geek seat geek was our first sponsor and now it's our biggest sponsor and there's a reason it's because seat geek are great people selling incredible tickets to immaculate humans like yourself. Nice. What SeatGeek does is they scan all other ticket buying platforms and they round up a price point that is perfect for everything that you need. What you see is what you get. The greatest tickets are waiting for you at SeatGeek and that is because they are good people. Whether it's comedy, theater, hockey, mm-hmm. and that's hockey talk by yep. the way. Anything that involves <laughs> tickets, SeatGeek has the greatest tickets for you. And SeatGeek right now is, has a promo code that if you use promo code PAT, you will get $10 off your first order. Promo code McAfee, you get $20 off your first order. Not sure if that's still on. Might as well try it. Give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Give it a shot. Mm-hmm. If you use the PAT 300 code for the Super Bowl tickets like Connor did and like we did and like many of other people did, you are a smart human. Now's your time to go back to SeatGeek and get more tickets because you're alive, but are you living? Go live a little and experience something live. Also, we live in a world where we have access to data that gives us more personal insights into who we are. Correct. Do you know that, Ty? Yeah. How about you, Foxy? Of course. What's more personalized than your DNA, question mark? Tell me. Not I don't know. Well, they say your thumbprint is the most, right? Because it's like mm-hmm. a snowflake. Oh, yep. yeah, oh, yeah. Your DNA, very similar. So there, I don't think there's anything more y- unique to you than your DNA. Probably not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm no scientist. I'm just telling you what I've been told to read here. Mm-hmm. Now we can turn to our genetics for personalized health and wellness information. This is a real thing. You learn about yourself. You learn about your tendencies and maybe what's in your system that you didn't even know about. 23andMe allows you to go beyond ancestry to access more personalized insights about about you based on your DNA. With more than 125 genetic reports, you can even gain insights about your health. Wow. 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 Three wows, because you can commit to a healthier you, you inspired by your genes. With 23andMe Health Plus Ancestry Service, you get more than 125 genetic reports. There's a deep sleep report. Oh, okay. In your 23andMe Health and Ancestry Kit. Mm. If you've always suspected that you feel more sleepy than others after missing out on a night of sleep, you might not be imagining things. Your genes may be involved in this whole thing. And I'm not talking about genes that go on your legs. I'm talking about genes that are inside of you. G-E-N-E-S. They may be involved. How about alcohol flush reaction report? Ever heard of it? Does alcohol turn your cheeks as pink as a glass of rosé? You may have the alcohol flush reaction. Learn about the genetic factors that make it hard for some people to process alcohol. Mm. You might not even know that about you, Foxy. I didn't. Sweet versus salty taste report. You can probably thank or blame that sweet tooth of yours on your relatives or any ancestors. Well, at least partially. 23andMe's Health and Ancestry Service can tell if your genetics predict you prefer sweet or salty snacks. 
Mm. Wow. I got a sweet tooth. So do I. You know whose fault it was? Hmm. My ancestors. Uh, I guess I should blame their motherfucking asses for the 4K cameras shooting me in a white jersey that's super tight make my belly button look big. <laughs> These are things you can learn from the 23andMe Health and Ancestry Service. A 23andMe Health and Ancestry Kit is the perfect gift for Valentine's Day. Buy your kit today at 23andMe.com slash P-A-T. That's the number 23 a-N-D-M-E dot com slash P-A-T. Again, that's 23andMe.com slash Pat. Give the gift of knowledge to a loved one. 23andMe Health and Ancestry Service is one that you will love. Learn about you. Learn about them. Also, be a hero at 23andMe.com slash Pat. I'll tell you what, this next guy got great genes. You look incredible, dude. Good jacket. You look incredible. To the boots. I feel like I'm still super dirty, though. We just came from a service project for a veteran, so I'm not like... Of course you did. Oh, of course you did. I don't, I don't even... Are we Are we going? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now is a man who needs no introduction, but I'll do it. Greatest college football player of all time. First-round draft pick for the Denver Broncos. Now he's about to be a Major League Baseball player. There's nothing he can't do. Heisman winner, handsome man, legend on and off the field. I... I'm so excited you're here, ladies and gentlemen, Tim Tebow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big day. I, I appreciate that introduction. It's very kind of you. Well, I could have got more in. I don't know if it was all true, but thank you. It is all true. I believe it is all true. Well, I don't know. Hopefully, it'd be a major league baseball player. speaking to Mike a little Hopefully. bit. Hopefully. Yeah, you guys speaking to Mike. Tim, oh, come sorry. on. I mean, it's hey, your first time. I, mean, I thought we had good mics here, no. dude. No. 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 This is our travel kit. What dude, is your... Listen, I, li- I like the... Sorry to interrupt. I like the beer game. Oh, uh, yeah, thank you. Solid. Uh, like you did you ever have a beard? You've always Not been kind of clean face. Somewhat. Um, I you know when I got lazy for a few weeks, That's more in training camp. You know, yes. it would be I really wouldn't shave in training camp, but then I would be like, look back, like why did I do that? That was <laughs> I couldn't pull it off like you guys can. Yeah, this is mostly uh, by accident, to be honest with okay. you. And He's I just take child. notes I'm from sure him. You'd be fine. I'm sure you'd be fine. <laughs> Tim, I have so many questions. Yes. Whenever, Far away, man. Whenever you were in college. Okay. Okay. We were all living in Tim mm-hmm. Tebow's world. We honestly were. For good reason, by the way. What you did at Florida was incredible. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a moment where you were like, it was too big for you, too much? Everything you did was headlines. Still is, by the way. Everything you do and did was headlines. Was there ever a moment where you are like, man, I did not expect this. I did yeah. not know it was coming and things like that. You know, I don't know if it was necessarily too big, but I feel like there was a time, especially probably senior year, where we were 12-0, and 0, undefeated, number one in the country, defending national champs, and it felt like we weren't ranked if we didn't have a game that was as good as one of the last three years, mm-hmm. right? Got if it. you beat like if you beat Tennessee, and I think that year maybe we beat them like 38 to 10, mm-hmm. but we didn't beat them. We didn't By score 50. 50. Uh, yeah. So it was like, you know, it was like that was the standard, which is one of the things that's that I, I've been so impressed with Belichick and with Saban and uh-huh. what some of these people do is – it's a lot easier to get to the top than it is to stay because that complacency sinks in. And there were times you would be like, hey, listen, it feels like the world's collapsing and we're undefeated, uh-huh. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that was something that was tough trying to... Speaking of staying at the top, I mean, you obviously did that Heisman winner, national champion. Your speech that you gave was, it's a statue. It is a statue. It was, was that from the heart? Scripted. From the heart? Yeah, it was totally from the heart. It was incredible. It was like a Ric Flair promo you cut right there. It was next level. <laughs> then you go into the NFL. 
right? You go to the Broncos, and there's so many questions surrounding everything. Is he an NFL quarterback? Is he not an NFL quarterback? You go from being the greatest college football player of all time to instantly scrutinize. Then you lead, obviously, a playoff victory. Was the transition to the NFL mentally harder than you thought it was going to be? I think um, the transition wasn't with with Josh McDaniels and the the whole team there in Denver because I'm someone that when I get in, I'm just all in. So if the Mm. people in the the building – or supportive then it was great when it became a like a, a mixed bag that's when it's harder when you sure weren't yeah. sure who, who was the, with you yes and was, yeah, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. and um that that's when it's you know i'm just kind of one of those guys that if my team feels loyal i'm good to go it doesn't yep. matter what's on the outside but if your team's kind of on the inside and i don't mean the players i just mean everyone yeah, around you everything. Yeah. yes i think that's when it probably got harder and then when you know it would be just every day of everywhere I would go, whether it's you stop to get gas and there's billboards there of, you know, Tebow, we got a Tebow player, the guy comes out to, you know, and he's like, hey, you know, they're arguing about you again on first take and what's going to happen? <laughs> it's like, you, you, there was, you, you could, there was the only place you could go for kind of reprieve from that was inside their home, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not necessarily a homebody. I love people. I love being around them. But that's the only place of reprieve because even the building, it was inside mm-hmm. or in practice. And, you know, it was just um, an interesting ordeal. Yeah, I would every yeah, yeah. literally, you're a rock star. Everywhere you go, there is fandom. And then you take this step into baseball once your football career is. We'll talk, whenever you decided to change your throwing motion, was yes. that because people told you to do it or you wanted to do it? No, that's because they. Um, Were you forced to do that? It was advised to. Um, if I would go back, I, I wouldn't have done it. Okay, I, yeah, I honestly, grew up with it. I feel like that was the one, the only time Tim Tebow ever showed any of giving in to anybody. Yeah. In yeah. my eyes, from an outsider looking in, yeah. because I, on, I said this numerous times. I, I get to, uh, I got to watch you just about dominate that, everything, and I enjoyed your everything about you. But whenever that started coming out, like the videos from you throwing was hitting the internet, I was like, I did not expect Tim Tebow to do that. I did not expect well, it to do that. It's also the, one of the hard things about it is if you'd be in practice and it'd be our own time and you'd be by yourself or with a couple of quarterbacks, you'd be working on something. Mm-hmm. You might be doing something, you know, just specifically a fundamental that you would know you'd work yes. on your private, but every single one of those would be captured and they would be put out. <laughs> and like, you're Tim Tebow, like, so it's Like that's going. what it's going to yeah. go. And you'd be like, Wait, that's just me on, by myself on a private field just working. And it's like, you know, and they're like, well, that, you, you, that one went into the dirt. And I was like, wow, I was... I was doing something. Could you imagine if during college the social media era was still there? I don't know how you would have existed. You, you. know what I mean? It just, it, I think there's a lot of good that can come from it, but yeah. it also makes things very difficult. And I think the one thing that I try to encourage people to do is don't be the first person to just, when something, when a special event happens, to just grab your phone, embrace it in the moment. Enjoy it. Oh, yeah. I feel like so many people, they, they're more worried about capturing it uh-huh. than embracing it and being in the moment. And I think we, sometimes you lose part of what's special when you do that. When you decide you want to go to baseball, mm-hmm. very hard decision. You've conquered football. No, it was, yeah, it's a, it was a tough decision. It was a tough decision because, you know, there's Why didn't offers. you just model? I, I wondered this. <laughs> I wondered why you, uh, I was really wondering because all the scrutiny was coming out on you as a Denver Bronco quarterback. You're getting, everybody's coming after you, whether they're for you or against you. You're a topic of conversation. I've had meetings in ESPN where they actually say they have a list of things that move the needle and it's like LeBron... T. 
Tebow. <laughs> they, like everything about you. I'm like, this guy's the most handsome dude I've ever seen. He has the perfect, I don't I want to say, I'll say image. I don't want you to think that that means fake. It's like you're the perfect human. I was like, why doesn't he just go model? And, and <laughs> But you still had more you wanted to do in your athletic yeah, career. Y- you know, I think... There was part of a football that obviously I love, still love, and um, still had different opportunities to do, but it wasn't what I was as passionate about, yep. you know? Um, the whole, you know, wildcat, H-back, tight end, all that. But You, you know, played PP against us with uh, the Jets, and you threw a fake. Yeah, you threw a fake on a fake punt. What happened on it? Did you we get it? snapped to you. You did a dump off. It was like a 45-yard gain. Nice. Yes. <laughs> It was bullshit, baby. Hey, we talked about it all week. We were all week. We talked about it. We're like, "Yo, Tebow's the PP. Let's assume that he's in there, not to block people. We'll be prepared. We'll be prepared." And then I think it was the first punt. It was like a forty-five yard gain right out the block. I'm like, "What are we doing?" You know what's funny about that though? When I was the up back, is there were everyone we would play. There would be like four guys being like, "I got fifteen. I got Tebow." I was like, "There's not four guys going to be blocking." And you know they were going to be like just. All out that you know, and I would be like, especially when we played Pittsburgh. I was like running down the field, and there's seven guys trying to block. Me. <laughs> That's a moment, bro. That's Dude, their moment. It's not my moment. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you remember playing Pittsburgh and then throwing a slant in an overtime game and then ruining my life? He's a uh, diehard Steelers fan, right there. I, I do remember that. It's <laughs> yeah. hey, a good great, memory. That was a tough memory. Hey, great yeah. ball though. Thank yeah. you. That was a really good that ball. Was a, uh, that was a fun game. That was a, a really special one. And just that that whole team though. Mm-hmm. That number one defense in the NFL and James Harrison and yep. Troy Palomalo mm-hmm. and that whole team. That was like a, one of those Troy. games. Was like, I, I grew up watching all those guys yeah, too. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So like this, that was fun. Troy Palomalo. He stole me from stole a moment from me. My only NFL touchdown was a guarantee. It was a fake field goal where the holder catches it, and I just walk. You know, yeah. like it just parts wide open. There's never anybody in the C gap. They just just pick up. If we're inside the five yard line, you take the snap pat and you just walk right into the end zone, and you're going to score a touchdown on Sunday Night Football. That was the plan. Who are you playing? Steelers. Troy Polamalu ruined it, so I'm happy you ruined his day. <laughs> yeah. He bounced his ass into so, the seagull. So gap. Troy made the tackle against you. No, he didn't make the. He, he normally lines up over here, right? Quarterbacks nine, talking. Nine out of 100 Quarterbacks talking now. He lines up over here 100% of the time his entire career. Okay. For some reason, this one time, he bounces into the exact gap where I'm supposed to go, Tebow. I have to yeah. check out of it. Omaha. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm not dying. Did today. you make the call? Yeah, he made the other All right, that babe. Hey, hey yeah. okay. Yeah, like yeah. That. So you leave football, you go to baseball. <laughs> yes. Let's get to it. Because yeah. you're going to be in the majors. But you know what? It was the funny thing about that is they're, they're, the, most of the people that were even on my team or agents were like, um, what? You know, like, <laughs> bro, we just got you a TiVo deal. We got you a direct TV deal. That was a TiVo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, uh, TiVo with TiVo was a genius idea. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, but it was like, so we're having this meeting in New York City and they're going over these different opportunities. And I'm like, but I'm just a guy, I truly believe the bottom of my heart in pursuing my passions yep. what's on your heart I believe that for everyone because they're there for a reason and if you don't well you might make more money or you might be more famous but at the end of the day you're going to look back and you're going to regret it because you didn't go after what's on your heart I don't know if heart. you'd be more famous I mean, and, it's hard um, to get more famous and so for me they were going over these different opportunities <laughs> and I was like I, it, it doesn't spark the passion in me and and I said hey guys what do you um, 
what do you think about if I if I pursued baseball? And uh, <laughs> hold on, I like, hold on. I would like to hear this. I would like to see. I would like to set myself up in this meeting. You, a bunch of suits in there, trying yes. to figure out how we go ahead and take over the world. How we continue to keep it moving, spread the Tebow message, which is always a great one, by the way. Thank Positivity, you. religious. You're a man of faith. Obviously, everybody knows that you're an incredible speaker. They're like, all right, maybe we do this. Maybe we do this. We get you to another team. Maybe they'll take care of you. Better situation. Yeah, you know what, guys. I was thinking maybe I just try to become a professional baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you guys are feeling about it. I am at peak popularity at this point. Uh -huh. Peak popularity coming out of it. You had the Tebow City in Philadelphia and in New England, not by you, but your fans and everybody mm -hmm. like that. Uh -huh. And then you decide to just pivot and go in a completely different career. When was the time you played baseball before that? Were you a kid? My, my last time I played was my junior year in high school. <laughs> wow. But but I had I when I First of all, that was a really tough decision, giving up my senior year baseball to go to Florida early for football. But every year at Florida, I would be like, because when I went, um, Urban told me I could do both. Uh -huh. And um, but when I no, but every year I would say, tell us if he lied to you. He didn't. But every year I'd go talk to him, and I would be like, you know, I think I, I think I might go do this this year. And it was hard, right? So my freshman year, we win the championship. And it's like you don't want to go. Risk it the next year, and oh, yeah. those national championships getting away. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was just uh, it, that was hard. And so every year I was like it. And then I became friends with some of the Rockies when I was in Denver, and I was like, this taking is BP awesome. probably. I, I didn't necessarily do it as much with them, but I, dude, I went took BP a lot of different places. Like everywhere I go speak, <laughs> like all the universities, they'd be like, yeah, would you want? Yeah, your base for being out there. I go hit BP. I just loved it. It was yeah, fun, yeah. you know. And it always had a spark, and that spark never left. And I was like, you know what? If this has been on my heart after, I think at the time, it's like 11 years yeah, later, a and I haven't played it, there's a reason. And so while I, you know, I knew most of the world or the media mm -hmm. is going to say, well, there's no way, and you know, you have a chance to fall flat on my face, and even agents, which is their job, but they were like, dude, what, what if you embarrass yourself, or what if you fail? And I said, you know, when you risk, when you go after something, that's a chance that you have to take. That's okay. Whoever said that failing was bad? Well, Who, the word, whoever, it has a negative I, connotation. But, but it, also mean, it also means that if you learn from most great people, they risk, they failed over and over, and then they, then they were able to succeed. You know, one of Let's go, yeah, Timmy! You know, <laughs> Let's and, go! But it's, it's, you know, I mean, a lot of successful people in, in, that are CEOs of companies, they failed at companies yep. until they learned. And not in, for me, I wanted, when I was 50, when I'm 50 years old, I want to turn back and say, you know what? I went after my passion. I went after my passion. I went after my passion. And I tried to do it the right way. And I don't have to look back with regrets of saying, you know, I, I did it for money. I did it for popularity. I did it for, you know, I, I, I played it safe. Like, who cares? Ultimately, who cares, you know? And I wanted to be someone that, you know, and also when I speak to young people, I can say go after your heart because I went after mine. Yeah. And I wasn't scared of, of what the world, because the world wants to define us. They want to say you, you can only do it this way. Hey, and my go. thing is, why? I'm going to try to do it the best way for me. There's a wall. There's a wall. Everybody's listening right now is about to run through a wall, Tim. Because I do believe that with the negativity hogging publicity, which is mm -hmm. the way the world is right now, negativity hogs the publicity, everybody thinks that successful people have batted a thousand in their life when that is not accurate at all. You run into some hurdles and some stumbles and you're gonna learn and grow from it. But then also people, a lot of people wanna put the persona out there like, also, they're perfect. And I wanna be the first one to say is, I'm not. Like, hey, I real fail. Quick. Hey, real quick, I, the, you're 
You're close. <laughs> Tim, Tim, you are. You don't have to say it. I'll say no. It. But we, we fail. We mess up. I mean, that's one reason. You know why I'm so thankful for Grace, for the yep. mentality of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's just a, a mindset that I want to have um, all the time because it's been showed on me. And I want to have that for other people. And, you know, I, I think that's why Instagram filters are so famous right now is because... <laughs> reality wasn't enough so we have to put a filter on it to make it seem better and i want to encourage people young people that that's not real instagram's not real it's not that isn't like uh-huh. people think reality tv shows that's real that is no, not real not. that on, is a television stage. show yeah yes that is not telev- everybody's it's life. a television show yeah yeah now you speaking of television show I would have loved to seen this. Did you film you on a bus in like single A baseball traveling around like Jackie Moon and semi pro? <laughs> I, I I didn't. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's some clips of it, but no, I didn't document it. And there was a lot of opportunities to do that, but I just didn't want my teammates to think I yep. was doing yeah. it so that they would. I was I was film being filmed so they would think this yep. isn't real, mm-hmm. and I wanted them to see that I'm on the grind. I was on every bus, you know, driving across motels. the country. Motels. We're staying in motels. I don't know if they're motels, but they're not the best. <laughs> you know, and they're definitely not the best. And uh, yeah, definitely worst part of minor league baseball. Yeah, it's the bus rides. I was yeah. a professional baseball player in the Frontier League for one night, starting right fielder for one night. Yeah, yeah one night. <laughs> Pretty good team too. Never played baseball in my entire life. Not once. How did you do in the game? I made contact. Three thirty-three on base. Three thirty-three on base percentage. Never missed a ball. No strikeouts. None. Like it. Huh? Two put outs. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. There it is. See, I don't even know these baseball so, terms. Solid stat line right there. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. I looked a little chunky in the city. I didn't know it was all white. It came yeah. in a little tight. I didn't know I that was going to happen. That's fair. Uh, what was the, what Did is, you go pants down or pants up? Pants down. I had some Jordans, uh, all white Jordans. It was just one straight white, white, white. It looked good. Uh, Do right. you go pants up? Uh, very rarely. I go pants yeah, down. But I, every now and then I feel like you go pants up, you just look a little bit faster. You know? I got no shot of that. <laughs> There's no more. There's no. How has base? have you found any challenges that you didn't expect? Like, whenever whenever I was going to do my game, uh, professionally, baseball, <laughs> I was told by a lot of people, like, when you see that pitch, it's going to be insane. Like, whether you can either see it or you can't. <laughs> hey, and then we start seeing videos of you hitting balls out in tiny towns across the country out of their park. It's like... Did you know you were going to be a monster hitting? Did you no, know dude, that you were going to be able to do it? I, I mean, I felt like there were certain things I could bring, but then there were also parts that I, that you know, gosh, that freaking right-handed changeup got me for about three months <laughs> in a row. <laughs> you know, like it's just, just oh, over the top. You know, over the top, and uh, it's hard, and you got to adjust. And you know, my first year, I remember a few months in, I'm batting 150, and I, you know, it was like 13, you know, at bats in a row where I was an over. And, you know, that's where you have to be, you know, that mental toughness. You could say, oh, I'm kind of into it. But, no, I'm all the way into this. Yep. So I'm, you're awesome. battling through it, right? You're battling through the highs and the lows. So there was the times to and, quit. There was times to quit. Oh, my gosh, yeah. There's times other people would look at me like, yep, you're going you're gonna to quit. You're it's about doing time. doing too good, are you? Hey, we you got TiVo still back there. <laughs> but it's just that that's not how I'm wired in my mentality. So you, you battle through that. But you go through those in, in every, every sport, mm-hmm. in everything that you do, you know, and even the best players in the game go through mm-hmm. slumps, and it's how you handle those moments. Nice. Hell yeah. Tim, you think uh, Urban Meyer's coming back to coaching? Because none Ooh. of us believe he's done. Nobody. He got asked be, five times if he's going to come back. I think it's going to be really hard for him to never be a part mm-hmm. of a team. Sorry. <laughs> I got it. I'll work on that. I think it'll be really hard for him to never be part of a team. 
He is, you got to understand, he is one of the most competitive people that I've ever met. He is one of the most driven people I've ever met. And if he doesn't have a, a place to, a, a goal to drive towards and to compete for, I think he'll, he'll long for it. Um, I think he also is one of the biggest family men I've ever met. So he has a grandchild now and he loves being around and his son Nate's playing baseball at Cincinnati. So he's over there all the time. And so I think he'll have some outlets, but I think it's going to creep in him a little he's coming bit. Back. Everybody so, knows uh, it too. And he, he should just stay. I'm it, or there could pause. be something he would be involved. And I'm not saying it'll be a, he would be a head coach, but I think there'd be some place where Maybe he would want to consult. Could be. Yeah. Something like that. Got it. What's next plan for you? You're going to be in the majors. <laughs> I am a big time baseball guy, as you just found out. Um, yeah, big time baseball guy. You get into the majors, though. Is that uh, that was obviously the goal all along? Would there be any moments that are too big for Tebow? Like, is there any moment like you get in the majors, your first at bat? Let's imagine that it's in New York. They announce that it's your first at bat for the Mets. That place is gonna, it's gonna be big. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be huge because everyone's standing. What? Yeah. In forever, it'll be the first sellout for them in so long. You're walking up to that plate. You're standing outside the batter's box. I don't know if you tighten your gloves. What's going through your head there? Is there like a moment where you're going to be I, like, I, I oh, think, man. Uh, to be honest, I think, it, you know, if uh, if that moment does happen, I think there would be, um, for me, um, I'm, I'm very much a tunnel focus guy. Mm -hmm. okay. So it's always on it. But I think in that moment, there will be a, a – um, a, a moment of reflect and Hell yeah. and gratitude and like I was back this has been a, this has been a, a journey but and that's not the end of the destination yeah, yeah, yeah. it's no, just no, that no. One, that yeah. about to do that but it's a it's a journey to say and it's been pretty special even in the sucky parts even yeah. in the hard parts is you can also learn to appreciate mm -hmm. that which is it sounds hard and the listeners going like what you appreciate those moments yeah because they make the good moments that much better. The sun is uh, brightest after its darkest what, dawn. What's the lock-up song for that moment? <laughs> you can put that in your repertoire. You can put that in your repertoire. Got it. I got it for what's you. What's the lock-up song for um, that moment? Oh, there we go. That moment? Do you have one in minor league? Yeah. We had what is it? The last one I had was a song called God of Angel Armies by Chris Tomlin. Is it upbeat? Go. Is it rock? It's is it a good country? One. What it's is it? Like, um, it's like praise and worship. It's, mm -hmm. I like it, though. Um, like some it says, I know who goes before me. I know who stands beside the God of Angel Armies is always like on my it. side. Let's go. That's some good. I also feel like that picture is like, oh, shoot. You know, <laughs> like hopefully, hopefully he's like, you know, so he's like, I mean, you're not trying to, you know, it's, it's always a mind game with the picture, yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, do you point the bat? No, no, it's too humble for that. I did. You're like, put, point it up there. Right then, it, no, right then it got through me a curveball and I almost fell. <laughs> I almost fell. Yeah, over. I've done that a few times too. Well, and then the pitchers look at me. Yeah, laughing. Yeah, I, I got these angels, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, we're very lucky that you stopped through here, Thank man. You. Good I luck. appreciate it. It, it has really been fun, man. awesome Thank following you. your really career, man. To you guys. Thank you. You deserve yeah, everything I mean, that's man. coming. Appreciate I think it. the majors is coming. I can't wait to see it. And so thankful for you. And you look incredible, obviously. You should. The model thing, just put it on the back. Just think about it later in life. I have those same jeans. I don't look the same. At they all. look well, nothing get, like I that. I got to tell you, you guys are really fun. Really fun to go. talk to you. So I appreciate you. Well, you're try. motivating here. I'll we needed the motivation. Yeah, we're about to run through. No, well, I'll tell you this. I mean, I've gone through quite a few interviews. And not all of them are fun. Yeah. You guys are really fun. What is a question you get all the time? What is the standard Tim Tebow question? Which one do you 
Which one do you like more, football or baseball? Oh, come on. I get that I probably the that. most. I'm happy I didn't ask. Because I, <laughs> yeah. I played both sports professionally as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for Tim Tebow. <laughs> Tim Tebow is exactly what you think Tim Tebow is. Incredible, incredible human. Oh Never God. say a bad word about big, him ever Big again. bitch. <laughs> big dude. He's built like an hourglass, too. And I, it's hard not to just go in and dive deep into a compliment session of Tim Correct. Tebow. Yeah, yeah. And, sure. I, and I mean that. With a hundred percent of my being too, because everything you thought about Tim Tebow, he like that interview right there. I mean, at one point, Connor wanted to run through a wall. Like yes, we yeah. all wanted, Connor <laughs> almost got up and ran off the balcony at top. He did the weird Barney Rubble thing. He did. He yeah. did. He started going crazy. Tim, Tim Tebow was just the, the perfect specimen. Yes, and he's had a lot of opportunities not to be that way. By the way, mm-hmm. sure. Oh, yeah. His resume warrants him to mm-hmm. be a douchebag if he'd like to. Mm-hmm. He's the most handsome guy in any place he walks into. Yes. Greatest college football player of all time. Mm-hmm. Heisman winner. Now he's taking on another sport professionally. Which, by the way, I didn't know he was at one fifty at one point. Batting one fifty, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. said in that interview. And he said a lot of people were telling him he should quit. Like, mm-hmm. hey, what are we wasting our time here? He continued to do it. He's just, I'm a huge Tim Tebow fan, and he helped us go viral. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> huge and shout out for that perfectly timed, loves you moment. That's the most Tim Tebow thing of all time. He was just awesome. He was perfect. And he's got that uh, body by Keto. He's a keto body guy. by Keto. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keto guy. <laughs> that made it good to know. That made it into the Fox He must be doing arm. the different Keto one. Yeah, than us? Yeah, yeah. His Keto yeah. must be no. a little better than ours. Mm-hmm. It's like Terry Crews' intermittent, Terry Cruz's intermittent <laughs> fasting much, yeah, yeah. Much, might be a lot different than what Tim McAfee's doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. He looked incredible though, and he can hit the fuck out of a golf ball. Oh, Jesus, yeah, he didn't really know where he didn't really know where it was going no. a couple of times, but he's just swinging hard. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to get into the majors. Absolutely. I think he's going to get in the majors this year. And I hope so. I do too. <laughs> Why is that? I do. Why? Uh, he's just a, he's just the most likable human of all time. He yeah, shook yeah. every single person in the building's hand yep. the multiple ins- times <laughs> on the way in and on the way out. Yeah, he yeah. shook everybody's hand. I think I shook his hand like seven or eight times before he actually left. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Ty, you you were a big fan of Tim Tebow. <laughs> I love Tim Tebow. Yeah. I love the guy. I think he loves me too. <laughs> why why is that? Because of the seven handshake? Uh I mean that was part of it. When we were doing the interview, I don't know, the video will come out eventually. There mm. were there were points in time where a good four to five minutes he was just locking eyes with me. <laughs> Ty. You lucky bastard. Ty was sitting directly in his vision now, I believe. And Tim Tebow is an engaging guy. Yes. Yeah. He's oh, yeah. an engaging Engage guy. Everyone. You compliment my beard, I'm going to love you for the rest of my life. He yeah. did. He came in swinging uh, for Connor and Diggs' beard because he, much like me, can't grow a good beard. That's why it happened. Yeah, Tim, he could. Tim Tebow. He's got great I, stubble. I assume Tim Tebow could do anything yeah, yeah. Yeah. at this point. I'm excited sure. to see him get in the majors. Very thankful he, he came was, through. He was very motivational. Very motivational. Mm. Very real. Very Tim Tebow. Ryan Chazier motivated the fuck There out we of me. go. Oh, so yeah. I was just about to say, we had an incredible lineup there. Mm-hmm. The, the folks oh, yeah. at CAA... We paid for this lineup. Mm-hmm. Let's not get crazy. Sure. Was it, like, it was quite a huh. Huh. it was quite a budget we put together for mm-hmm. the guest list. Because we were off the beaten path. We weren't at Radio right. Row. Eric, we've been to Radio Row a couple of times. Foxy Gorman, yep. Phil, and I went down there for Buffalo Wild Wings. Had a great time. There is no fucking chance I ever want to be set up in that. No, 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 no. There's no better way to let the guests know up front that you're not like the other people on Radio Row than to not be on Radio Row. I think that's good. But if you look around, like Dan Patrick, Mm -hmm. not on Radio Row. Right. Rich Eisen, 
not on Radio mm-hmm. Row. Like everybody that is anybody is not on Radio Row. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to Radio Row, everybody that's at Radio Row is try- it's a big dick contest. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got like little setups and their little tables and their whole thing. Everybody's very nice, but it's you're all doing the same thing there. It was just an interesting situation. I'm very thankful Buffalo Wild Wings got me in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Lebetard show did it right. Exactly. The Dan Lebetard show did it right. I guess they're based out of Miami. Yes. Yep. And I was very happy to go on that show. It was a good time. I've heard nothing but great things exceeded my expectations very good people they just had a camera there that was wired into their show when they were still in miami at their home so they had they had a camera in radio row yeah they had a camera in radio row a producer sitting there and then you put a headset on i couldn't see anything i'm just staring at a camera in atlanta to a entire staff and crew that's in miami so they're at radio row getting all the guests are at radio row while sleeping in their own beds at night that is the veteran the lebitard joe did it right and they just have like a producer there that is chess exactly yeah Yeah, they had a producer there next to me i'm assuming that's if like something goes wrong with me they Mm -hmm. can carry the conversation or something like that but it was that is what we try to do from here on out that is that (laughs) is what we try to do next year is in miami so Uh, maybe we go to miami maybe we find (laughs) (laughs) the next few are actually in in warm weather locations you know that is coming up has a big radio row and it will be a big presence and we should start planning nashville nfl draft really yeah big radio row there vegas no it's in nashville does Nash does the com or does the draft have a radio row? Oh yeah, they do this year. Really? Yeah, and it's going to be because it's not they haven't had that accessibility, but now they have a dedicated area radio row. Boom, all over. We had uh, we had pretty good luck last year with uh, our radio row <laughs> set up for the NFL draft. So, oh, is that right, Ty? Yeah. So maybe we can you know see if we can't just do that again. Can you enlighten us? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, we got there and basically the uh, the internet cord was about 145 <laughs> feet too long to, <laughs> or too short to where it needed to go. Uh, no, that was a combine. Combine. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 a combine. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. The combine we. We had a six-foot cord <laughs> that we had to sit around. It was like we were in a yeah. tight bonfire just staring at each other, and we had to leave where we were at in a minivan. I was doing a serious <laughs> show from a cell phone yeah. because the setup was such dog shit all the way back to the office here. It was a wild scene. You but, could hear the, like, the lights, right? Oh, yeah. Everything was happening. I can't believe that the draft is now becoming a radio row thing. They're trying to turn this draft thing. And, Diggs, you're, you're one of the people who said that you love Fucking the love draft. the draft. I already looked at three seven-round mock drafts already since the Super Bowl's been over. I didn't know people love it like this. They're turning it into just primetime television. Maybe it's something well, we it's, do. It's, it's like when you, your hope just already starts again for next season. Like, you're, I'm already on to next season. Well, you have to be, but we can't move on there until we dive more into... I mean, Gorman, you Fox Sports this thing. Let's <laughs> go right back into last week at the Top Golf. Some yeah. of the guests that we had mm-hmm. there were absolutely outrageous. I was... Yeah. Starstruck by Herschel Walker. Jeez. Okay, yes. okay, let's yes. talk about Herschel Walker. One, like I said, there's there's been like three moments since I've been with you that where I saw or got to talk to somebody, and I'm like, oh holy shit, I can't believe this is happening. So I've been and my dad both mm-hmm. very yeah. starstruck with Herschel Walker. He showed up looking fit as yeah. a Monster. mother. I mean, I don't think I've. 
if I live as long as Herschel, well, I don't know how old he is, but if I live and I 56. look, if I look anything like him when I'm 56, I'll be very excited. He still does 1500 push-ups Incredible. and 1500 sit-ups a day. Oh, yeah. And he chose to golf lefty in our charity. <laughs> yeah. He said, I'm a golf lefty today. He sounded like Muhammad Ali, by the way. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. The way he spoke, he sounded like eerily Muhammad. similar, eerily, very eerily similar. As he was talking, it was kind of like, uh, it was one of us. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, There was one, I asked him, I was like, Hey, from where you're at right now, could you still like kick me in the head because he did a lot of MMA fighting in Taekwondo and he was like yeah I, I guess he'll knock your head off <laughs> <laughs> when we re- right. re- recreated the uh, Vinatieri return yep. and he uh, went to stiff arm me I swear to god he could have squeezed my heart out of my chest so Adam Vinatieri tackled Herschel Walker mm-hmm. in 1990 something in Vinatieri's rookie season and for DAZN we are making content for them we reenacted that moment to rewrite history for Herschel Walker because Herschel Walker is like one of the greatest athletes of all time mm-hmm. and he oh, was yeah. tackled by a kicker on a grand stage so we had obviously Connor fill in for Vinatieri and try to chase him and at his age I think he could go play one NFL game if he had to right now. I, I think Herschel wow. Walker, yeah. he had a wide base. He was running and he stiff armed Connor through the fucking ground. <laughs> yeah. It was a beautiful. We shot it like three times. Connor had to dust himself off yeah. like three different Every times. Every single time I felt my breath just leave my chest immediately. I mean, he, and when he was running at the camera too, he put on that uh, mean face. It's like, Herschel, you got to calm down a little, all right? <laughs> he, I was talking to him. He works uh, in D.C. He's a part yeah. of. Uh, That's wild. Yeah. He, he, Trump's cabinet. That's the Americans fit, or the President's Fitness <laughs> Campaign. Or whatever. Physical something, fitness yeah. ambassador, I think, is what it is. Something along those. That's a working position. He said. He said, like, I have to travel to D.C. on uh, like a pretty regular basis yeah. to work. He says, Oh, I'm working there, and then I got a business with 800 employees. I'm like, Holy Didn't shit! Didn't he say he trained some? Trained people for? Do you train soldiers too? I don't fucking. Yeah, know. he uh, yeah he does some kind of hand to hand combat training with uh, the military. So I think Herschel Walker is just like an all around super badass yeah. guy, yes. entrepreneur, yeah. businessman, athlete, everything good hey, for him. When he was walking down the steps, somebody had asked him. I don't know who it was, but I was within earshot. They said, "Could you play today? Do you think he could advance the ball on the ground today?" And he's like, "I don't know about every game, but I could definitely do." Yeah, it was a it portion was of the literally season. me asking him. I, I he said I could play one game. I think I could do one <laughs> game. Too many games. I shouldn't days. have told Prince of my Prince of that. <laughs> he, yeah, he did not agree. Prince of by the way, <laughs> worst top golf player <laughs> in history, probably. So ever, funny. ever. Probably ever. Funniest, one of the funniest dudes I think mm-hmm. I've ever been around. Because at first, when Prince of Makamura is talking, he, you you kind of think like, oh, this guy's like kind of bitching about yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you got to realize, like, oh, no, no, that's his sense of humor. Like, yeah. that is his yeah. sense of humor. So we made him the worst place guy the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And he was awesome, man. He was absolutely mm-hmm. awesome. But he, he took a shot at old Herschel, sure. didn't he? Yeah, he said, yeah, I'd like to see his ass on Sunday. I'll roll over in that old man. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy, buddy. He's a legend. Herschel is a legend. Prince of Makamura, mm-hmm. funny. Oh, it's a great show we got going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this show's going, isn't it? Very good. So oh, far. yeah. We've been doing good, haven't mm-hmm. we? <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what. Whenever we talk in the microphones, it's normally pretty good. I like to tell Sam this. I don't talk all the time, but when I do, I'm right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My dad always says that. Listen, I don't talk a lot, Sam. But when I do, I'm, I'm right. It doesn't go over well. <laughs>
<laughs> but on this particular show, we're all right today. We're oh, all we're we're batting a thousand right now, and we're just getting started. You're gonna enjoy the rest of the conversation. The reason why we stopped it abruptly is because we got to pay the bills. Somebody's got to keep the lights on. Mm -hmm. And by now, most of us have started racking our brains about what Valentine's gift is truly going to make her day special. You bet. We got one answer and one answer alone. That's 1-800-Flowers.com, and it's not really that complicated. Roses from 1-800-Flowers are a no-brainer. Right now, when you order early, 1-800-Flowers has amazing deals on vibrant and romantic Valentine's rose bouquets, arrangements, and more starting at just $29.99. There are so many unbelievable deals from 1-800-Flowers, but you have to hurry your ass up. Roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak and shipped overnight to ensure freshness and her amazement. Mm. The roses are fresh. Her amazement is as well. Whenever you use 1-800-Flowers, gorgeous Valentine's bouquets and arrangements starting at $29.99 is an amazing deal, but it won't last long. Bouquet prices will be going up soon, so take advantage today. Pick your delivery date and let 1-800-Flowers handle the rest. When it comes to Valentine's, I don't settle for anything less than my rose authority, 1-800-Flowers.com. To order Valentine's bouquets, arrangements, and more starting at just $29.99, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code McAfee. Order today and save at 1-800-F-L-O-W-E-R-S.com, code McAfee. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. Find the radio icon. Use code McAfee. Get some flowers. Get some roses. Get some happiness. Valentine's is an effort holiday. Mm -hmm. The only effort you need to put in is going to 1-800-Flowers.com, using promo code McAfee, and getting something special for just $29.99. Now, back to the heater that we were on earlier. <laughs> Another guy that I've found hilarious is a Portuguese man. Oh, oh yeah. God. I was not expecting that either. Hey, Mike Pereira showed up 45 minutes early. At 45? <laughs> it was I like it close an to hour and 45. He was, was very punctual. <laughs> Maybe an hour early. We're still setting up everything at Topgolf because we had to take everything down every night mm -hmm. and then set it back up. Topgolf ended up being very hospitable to us. Mm -hmm. The internet wasn't as what we thought it was, what we were told it was, but Topgolf really ended up being incredibly hospitable to us. Very thankful for them. But every night we had to take things down and then put it back up. While we're setting it up, some man just shows up in, an, in all black with slick back hair and I get a hey Pereira's here I'm like he's not supposed to be here fuck away for another <laughs> hour or so and he comes in he's like oh, don't worry about it. I'm just gonna hit some balls over here and I start talking to him he starts like just punchline punchline mm -hmm. I'm like I'm not talking to you I don't want to waste any of this until we go live and we went for 30 minutes that guy is hysterical oh, I knew so it man funny. every time because there was times where I've heard him do an interview. He's like, where he said he was, he would have a Tito's like in his little booth when he was fucking doing games and shit like that. Like, well, anyone who's that, who is just an old old guy like that who likes to drink like that, they know him have a good personality. He mm -hmm. talked a lot of shit on Bruce Arians because mm -hmm. yeah. Bruce Arians has talked a lot of shit on officials. <laughs> I liked Mike Pereira a lot. Good swing yeah. too. I uh, I surprisingly liked uh, Ogletree too. Alec oh. Ogletree, one of my new favorite players, mm -hmm. went to Georgia. He is now a member of the New York Giants, mm -hmm. traded from the Rams, was yes. a University of Georgia superstar down there. We were back in Atlanta. Was once a safety, converted to linebacker. Incredible, funny motherfucking yeah. guy. He's yes. a real guy. You know, he, he was like very uh, genuine. Yeah, and, I and think nice so. too, huh? Right? I mean, what a nice guy he was. Very, I mean, very nice. I think everybody was very nice except for yeah. Josh Allen's agent. <laughs> <laughs> I like Josh Allen a sure. lot. Josh Allen hit the shit out of the golf ball. He yeah. hit the shit out of it. Too. He hit a huge slice. Yeah. I mean, it was it was an uncontrollable slice. But in Top Golf, if you can dial well, it yeah. in, uh -huh. you're in a good spot because there's no trees and such like that. Josh Allen had to lead for a long time until Andre Branch. Uh -huh. oh. 
defensive end for the Miami Dolphins. Yep. Who was what was he doing in warmups? Watched him warm up. Literally whiffed the ball three different times. Could not hit the ball at all. Him and his boy were there just fucking sitting in the corner, <laughs> just having a good old time. Then he steps into the tee box and just starts wailing it. Ends up tying Josh Allen after nine balls. He had 260. Josh Allen had 260. Josh Allen's still there. Andre Branch, in a wild turn of events, mm -hmm. in hilarious fashion, decides to just pick up the ball and throw it into the closest hole for a one-pointer. <laughs> he ends up with 261 <laughs> to Josh Allen's 260. It was at that exact moment at a charity event that Josh Allen's agent called me an asshole <laughs> right in real right in front of Sam who I don't think was with me it was kind of off center yeah. mm -hmm. so then Sam gives him a nasty look and I guess he referred or inferred or maybe even looked at, at Sam and, and, and the word bitch came out of his mouth so Sam comes over to me right after this magical moment that happens for mm -hmm. us filming wise mm -hmm. having a tie then be broken at a one point thing after everything that happened with Josh Allen and is this is awesome. This is perfect for content. charity. Oh, yeah. For charity. Yeah. And then Sam comes over and goes, oh, I just really, I don't know who that guy is over there, but he definitely just called you an asshole. And then <laughs> looked at me and, and the, I don't know if he called me a bitch, but he definitely said bitch. And I'm like, who? And she points at the guy and he's got CAA sports on his chest. So I look at the one guy from CAA. I'm like, who the fuck's that guy? They're like, oh, that's uh, insert name here. I'm like, well, why'd he call me an asshole and why'd he call Sam a bitch? And he was like, he did what? I was like, I, I don't know. I'll go fucking find out right now, though. So I was going to, like, immediately after we had crowned a winner for $10,000 for charity, I was going to go punch a fucking guy in the face. <laughs> and the CAA people were like, oh, well, we'll take care of it. We'll take care of it. And he got kicked out. Josh Allen, huge fan of yours. Mm -hmm. Your agent, though? Absolute fuck boy. Let him know that if we were anywhere else other than that top golf place, he'd be swallowing a fucking fist. <laughs> Just would like that to be known. Few I, teeth too. I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that that happened at all. Uh, other than that, Carissa Thompson put on a show. Yeah, oh, he did. Man. Carissa Thompson had uh, three, two, couple martinis. Yeah. Was out there wailing the ball, had the lead for a while. Yeah. Good time. She, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, great. Awesome. Was a legend. Was hey. A legend. We love Ryan Fitzpatrick. Love, oh, yeah. Dude. I love how he brought his kids, too. He's like, yeah, just play around he over was, there. He was fucking with Zito the entire time while Zito yeah. was trying to mic him up. He was shoving his ass into... Just classic <laughs> locker room yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Yeah. classic. I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. I can't wait to see where uh, he ends up. I'm, I'm a, a fan. fan of yeah. I'm a yeah, fan yeah. of wherever he's sure. fan. He's been on seven teams, 15 years in a league. He's probably going to be the best backup quarterback in the league wherever he goes. I'm thinking they just put him in starters. Start, yeah. So, yeah, I would AQ, hope so. AQ to told me because AQ's like, I would love to have a guy like that in the locker room. I think he's from Arizona. You know, he's trying he's, to connect yes. the dots. AQ and him are at the same country club. Yep. And Fitzpatrick oh. said, I'd like to be a starter. So, uh, in Arizona, that they might just be, drafted Josh yeah, Rosen. Exactly. Jacksonville, though, potentially landed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, for sure. He'd be nice. a good guy to bring in too. Yeah, he would. Hey, I am a big Ryan Fitzpatrick oh, yeah. fan. He he we he brought his kids early and he was just gonna hang out. He was like, "Is there any way we can just hang out with my family or whatever? We'll eat some food and then we'll go." Like, yeah, do whatever you need to do. That's, but what we didn't think about is him and his kids are now earshot away from <laughs> yeah. me and other people. I, so yeah. somebody hit a ball and said shit, and I was like, "Okay, saying shit three feet in front of Ryan Fitzpatrick's kids." <laughs> and I look over and Fitz looks over and he goes. Uh, they've heard shit before. <laughs> we just can't go much higher up the ladder. <laughs> I was like, okay, all right. We just learned a little bit. But whenever he got in there, he can hit the fuck out of the ball. Oh, yeah. He was crazy. 
He's, quarterback's normally pretty good. Bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, playing Swinging for Ryan Shazier was a top one moment of my life. My favorite part, too, Diggs. <laughs> I like Shazier just talking shit to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's my yeah. favorite part yeah. by far. I, I mean, felt for you we're there. Tight. We're boys, so that's like how you treat your friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you, was, yeah like, you don't talk shit he, to randoms. If he didn't like me, he wasn't. you're not going to talk shit to mm. someone you don't like. Hey, there's another inspirational story right there. Oh, we yeah. Have, oh, yeah. Tim Tebow, obviously very inspirational, positive, incredible speech. Ryan Shazier also very, very positive. There is zero doubt in Ryan Shazier's mind right now that he's not going to be back in the NFL and I'm I'm with him. Well, because he wasn't supposed to walk ever again and then he's fucking hopping up three flights of st- stairs to get to where we are. Yep. To get yeah. to that top golf. Mm-hmm. I... He walked in. I was like, holy shit. He also hung out for You could tell people really liked where we were and what we were doing and our vibe and everything because they would stay for like hours. After oh, yeah. Rex yeah. Ryan. Fucking Rex <laughs> Ryan is a guy that I wish I could have played for. Yes. I wish I could have played foosball on a team that Rex Ryan was just associated with. Not even being a head coach. I don't Head coach, sure, but just associated with. That guy was electric. Yeah, yeah he was hilarious. Hilarious. He, he was. He is everything that he. They, they crack him up to be. myself when he kind of shit on Geno Smith. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Everybody says you're the best coach of all time. You got Tom Brady, but let's see how many games you win whenever you got fucking Geno Smith <laughs> in his rookie year. Yeah. He did. He did. Nobody was safe. He chirped me for wearing a penguin shirt. I'm like Rex, you're a football guy. We're not talking hockey right no, now. No, he's a hockey guy. Yeah. Who's his team? In Nashville now. Yeah, because uh, he lives in Nashville. He was a goalie. Uh, <laughs> he was a goalie. That makes sense. Yeah, because he said, how about Vegas coming out nowhere? I was like, well, they got a good goalie. And he's like, need a good goalie. And I'm like, yeah. And then two minutes later, he reveals that he's a goalie. I was like, oh, you just stroked your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like, I like what you did. I'm a big fan of mm-hmm. Rex Ryan. Yeah, Tessator. Tessator, yeah. yeah. He was pretty good. Pies on Joe Tessator. Pies on me and Joe. He We're going to have impressive. a bottle of wine together and some fucking prosciutto someday. I, you guys were speaking a different language there for a while. Literally. His I mean, on-air persona couldn't be more different than how he acts outside of the booth. Why Agreed. don't they let him go? I have no idea. Joe Tessitore, they should let Joe... T- Joe was hilarious. Yeah. Very funny, loose, loved him some Italian stuff. I mean, they... they he was speaking. You and him yes. were speaking a different language for a little bit. Like it was in a, It was almost like uh, Zito's Spanglish thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Need to get him hypnotized. He's got a. High, I like Joe. He Tessator. was cool too because he got caught right up in that log jam when everyone showed up at once, and he hung out for probably four or five hours at most. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he yeah. complain, said three hours. Hung out. Yeah. He said himself three hours because I said Joe's been hanging out for like an hour and a half. He's hour and a half. <laughs> It's been like three hours. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so sorry. Big for the brand guy. Yeah, I brought his own for the brand Christmas sweater that his wife got him for Christmas. That I, was fucking awesome. I will forever not say a single word about Joe, any of the people that came, by the way, except for Josh Allen's agent. Mm-hmm. Anybody else, though, is uh, the fact that these people come came and hung out with us and did this all was fucking it was beautiful. A great time. Like the whole situation is like, a, it's a good, like, you could just hang out, right? Just hit golf balls. Like, if you were doing like the media row stuff over there, like, you're sitting like, by yourself. Yeah. yeah. So when yeah. I went, to, whenever we went to Radio Row, it was I went from one place to another place to yeah. another place to another place, and it was kind of difficult to even talk, talk to anybody. It's you like know? hectic, right? Well, I, I saw like Mike Adams, and I saw some other people that I was teammates with, and stuff like that. And it was so quick, like ah, I got to go over here, I got to go over here, I got to go over here. So it's just it is a lot of organized chaos down there. But you just got so many humans just jammed mm-hmm. in one if, spot. Yeah. If we were at Radio Row, Pat would have walked in like the Simpsons gif and walked out. About- <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. I almost did a top golf. I was, a- <laughs> I was trying to go to an Airbnb. That's a great like. If we could find something every year where they're doing something while getting interviewed, that's the key. Yes. Like, that's yeah. just a really Otherwise, cool there's way. no reason to be there. Well, it's a nice yeah. distraction. Correct. I, I don't think we talked about Super Bowl more than 
like with probably a minute and a half with yeah, each person. Yeah. Well, for many reasons, everybody knew what was going to happen in the game. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew what was going to happen in the game, and also, like, yeah, that's literally every conversation on Radio Row is the same one. I had I had ten conversations for Buffalo Wild Wings at Radio Row. They were all the exact same, except for that one serious show where the guy took his shirt off. It was and, terrible. It was, <laughs> yeah. Yikes! Yikes. Sorry. <laughs> that's going public. Yes, Foxy just took shots publicly. <laughs> it was tough though. It was. It was a tough show to be on. And I couldn't hear anything, So, but me, I just watched. Me neither, by the way. I think that's why it's important to offer them a show where they can just be themselves and relax a little bit. Because you know Rex Ryan has answered a thousand of the same questions about the Super Bowl. Yep. You know? I bet so he has. So he gets to come there and cut loose, tell some personal stories, and have fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that was like something with Tebow, too. Sorry, Ty. But Tebow also mentioned how every single person asked him, well, do you like football better or do you like baseball we better? Yeah. <laughs> and we so- luckily did not ask that. By the way, I also told Tim Tebow that I am a professional baseball you player did? as well, yeah. mm-hmm. oh, yeah. much like I did to Cody Decker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zero attention both times because us multi-sport athletes understand. <laughs> of course. We understand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We you know completely understand. I was very impressed by the people that came by. Mm-hmm. It was awesome seeing AJ in person, oh, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, He was I just mean, hanging out. Or for me, especially, him and Randall Cobb, you know, just being able to... Oh, like, shit. Randall Cobb. About those guys. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, he yeah. was awesome. So that, that was really cool. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Thank you, of course. He was great. I don't want to say I did any tampering, but Randall Cobb asked me about Indianapolis, and I went on a four-minute sales pitch. Really Incredible. Please, please, here we go. Because he's a free agent, and yeah. if he ends up at the Colts, that would be a great signing by old Chris Ballard, who's going to be on this show at some point. He oh. asked me, he's like, oh, what do you think of Indianapolis? And I was like... I don't know if this is a question directly about his free agency, if he's thinking about coming to Indianapolis, but I went on a run. I want to let everybody in Indiana know I went on a run. I was like, cheap housing, incredible food. Uh, obviously, I just said cheap housing. Dollar goes a long way. Everybody's hospitable. Brand new workout facility. Brand new trainers. Top of the line place over there at West 56. So where you the like team. Ballard? Ballard seems to be very intelligent. Andrew walks all the way back. Got a young culture in defense. He's like, oh, okay, man. And he walked away. And I was like, <laughs> I think I just planned to see a little bit too hard. I think I planned to see a little bit too Fucking hard. Oversold him. AQ came through. I thought he was going to win it. I really, I thought he uh, too. AQ was gonna was doing the ten thousand dollar charity Wrangler celebrity charity shootout for my foundation. Mm-hmm. Early, he hit the driver a couple times, stacked up some points quickly, and then it kind of faded away. Uh, Bruce Arians. Oh, this guy, Bruce Arians. You talk so highly of him, and I was just always like. Uh, when you like actually just meet him in person, he's like exactly how you talk about. Well, like, he's yeah. just so cool. He's yeah. just the coolest yeah. guy of all time. The fact that he's not wearing Kango hats, by the way. The fact that Kango let that one slip away. That's tough. Wait, what was his nickname? SQ Smooth. Oh my god. <laughs> Esquire Smooth was his nickname <laughs> as a child. That was awesome. Dizone dug it deep into there. Mm-hmm. Bruce Aarons was very awesome. Schefter. Mm-hmm. Schefter was great as well. Mm-hmm. Schefter was, wasn't he? Schefter yeah. was pretty good. <laughs> a lot better than I expected. <laughs> I, you know, he was like a real human, wasn't yes, he? It, he was. Kind of swore a couple times. I, I mean, that cut, caught me off guard. Me too. There was a couple things that caught me off guard. Oh, small shoes. Very small shoes. <laughs> I thought he shopped at... Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Zito transition. <laughs> Zito has been humming and buzzing uh, all day about Adam Schefter. We didn't know if we are going to be able to talk about it, so we saved it for the end strictly for Zito. And there we set a layup. It was a little delayed, but he missed. The power editing, that was only a, minute, a millisecond. 
a minute second. A millisecond, <laughs> I was to say. <laughs> you, were, you were intrigued by Schefter. Yes, I was. Um, How come? I actually saw him for failure. I untucked his shirt, and every shot, you could see like his belly button. That was all my fault, because I lopped him up, and it was just a mess down there. A lot of people were saying the Schefter looked like a mess. <laughs> and that was all because of me, and I apologize. <laughs> I, I looked down his shoes, and his shoes were like literally a size five, size six. They, he had tiny little feet. Yeah. Tiny little feet. But. Cheap shoes. But he had shoelaces from a size 14 <laughs> shoe. <laughs> Schefter was the most visually judged human out of anybody that came up. I mean, Schefter's smaller. Yeah. He can hit the fuck out of a golf yeah, ball, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Swung. And he has a good personality. He does. He has a really good person. We got a chance to sit down and talk to him, ladies and gentlemen. He was sick as a dog, too. I mean, well, he, Was he really? Yeah, he did not sound good. He kept saying, oh, I just got to get rid of this. Just diabetes. You know, that's, he was diabetes? Just, see, no. Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there. See, he didn't bring up that up to us. Hey, he did. He knew he just had to perform. He's yeah. a gamer. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Schefter, the one funny thing I had met him briefly when he was coming up. Hey, go here. You're going here next and stuff. So he's waiting around a little bit, and he comes up to me. He goes, "So is this the only Top Golf that you own, or do you own more?" <laughs> <laughs> I like this chef. I wonder why he thought that. I wonder why he thought that. Yeah, it's a great question. There, Gorman knew the <laughs> name of every waitress in the Top Golf. Yeah. Gorman worked for Top Golf, the Zone, and I think Herschel Walker. <laughs> There wasn't a time where you could walk by a waitress without fucking talking to her. What? No, 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 boys. You got to understand something. You get more with sugar than you do with shit, okay? Oh, yeah. And we had a lot of moving pieces there, so I wanted everybody on the a same year page. Full of shit. Just for future reference, nobody would ever think that you get more with shit than sugar there, but I like the line. I like the reference. Speaking of sugar, here's Sugar Schefter with some atom bombs. It was a great conversation. And now that's a good transition. Zito transition. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, live from Top Golf in Atlanta, Super Bowl week, obviously a day before it. There's one man that has all the inside scoops and tips. Except for you. Except I break news too. Exactly. You do. Yeah, by the way, I do break news. Well, that's why I'm saying I one man who has all the scoops. That's not exactly true. You're right. There is multiple men who have the scoops. Exactly. It seems as if this guy and is. Two of them are sitting on the couch. <laughs> Three. He also breaks news I did. too. Uh, he, every he once breaks. in a while. Digs get scoops too. Yeah, mm-hmm. Digs get scoops. I got one. Digs. Does Connor get scoops? No. Oh, no. No. no, no. Oh, no. no. And a few Patriots news here and there. It was no, Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Adam. I should have given you a better intro. That's on me. I'm a little bit tired. It's a long last day well, here. Well, you guys have been sleeping here, eating here. <laughs> that's, that's a factual statement. Showering here. Is, going to the bathroom here. Is Super Bowl week a huge week? For a inside scoop guy, or is everything kind of buttoned up at this point? Is that kind of the way it goes? You know, in all honesty, yeah. Super Bowl week is a week for glitz and glamour, and you yep. guys lounging out at Top Golf. Like that's- <laughs> We're outside of all the glitz and glamour. <laughs> like I, for me, it's not my kind of week. It's fun and enjoyable, but I don't. I'm not. Sound like I'm not fun. I, I don't go to any parties. Us either. either. I don't do anything. Like like one of my bosses said to me, I had the best night I've ever had in my life. At the Super Bowl, he was with a Uber driver, and the Uber driver started flashing nude pictures of herself to him. Here we go. <laughs> Good for that guy. And then he went to an Imagine Dragons concert. And let's oh. go. Thunder. Uh, Feel the thunder. And lightning. lightning. And the thunder. 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 
and lightning. Thunder. And the lightning. Thunder. Thunder. Yeah. I like Imagine Dragons. So I've never, well, I could say now that I've been to an Imagine Dragons show. Yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah you can. Right? By the way, we look awfully similar <laughs> to the Imagine Dragons <laughs> Mormon if folks. I, if I grow out this rat tail a little bit, I am the lead singer. Connor's in the band. Okay, so everything kind of shuts down. Are we getting into scoop season because there's moves to be made, there's trades to be made, draft picking? I mean, we are getting into scoop season. You tell me, scoop. You tell me what's coming. I might be signing with a network. There's a scoop. (laughs) There is a scoop. Which one? Who knows? Will I be independent? Independent? Probably. We'll see how it goes. Representation's shit. What are the the exactly? What are the chances that you're hosting like ABC World News tonight and supplanting David Muir? There is. I can say this with the utmost confidence. There ain't a motherfucking chance that was going to happen. <laughs> but everything else is on the table, Mr. Schefter. You're everything. allowed to say that on air here, huh? Yeah, well, we're on Mo- the internet. No, I yeah, you're hosting a competition between uh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes so you could throw the ball the farthest. Have you heard about that? Have you? Did you see that all start? No, blo- I didn't see that, but that's a great question. So on the internet yesterday, Josh Allen said on uh, Barstow Radio, he said that he could out-throw Patrick Mahomes and he would like to do it. Patrick Mahomes on Twitter scoops you and gives his answer himself not through you and says that he would like but okay who's gonna make this happen and i think i would like to hear who do you think would win that it's a great question i think patrick mahomes wins that i don't know i think josh allen wins it i think patrick mahomes in warm-ups with no steps flick of the wrist goes 80 that, yards every oh, that's exactly week. well that, that that's he does go ahead but you know what josh allen's a monster he is yep. an absolute monster yep. they're both monsters I, honestly, that's a coin flip. That's like pan, that's like Patriots Rams. So there is a particular gambling website that we associate with that I won't mention with you here, so you don't get into any shit. Uh, it's it's legal. Uh, they, they've <laughs> offered up a hundred thousand to charity for the winner, and uh, so this is going to happen. I think it's going to happen. I do believe it's probably going to happen because I assume another company will put up as even long as more. The suits yeah. don't get in the way. As long as the suits don't get what in the way. What are the chances that we could get them on the Adam Schefter podcast to talk about the upcoming event? Well, I think pretty good. Adam Schefter, you are yeah, a yeah, big sure name. Involved. Do you know that players go to you to get scoops, like to find out what's happening with their own teams? And you. Well, and I you. literally went to sh- you to find out what was happening with my own team. Like when Vic Ballard got hurt in practice, they whiffed, they whisked him off in a cart. Nobody knew what was happening. He was our starting running back at the point. I get back into the thing, and it was like, I think your tweet was like, uh, Vic Ballard blows his Achilles at practice. I'm like, did he? I didn't even fucking know that. I didn't even know that. And I you, didn't know it either. And you made it happen, and I, it's like people just find out stuff through you. Is that a lot of responsibility? I think it is. I mean, mm-hmm. again, I don't view the responsibility as informing people the players of practice as to what happened to their teammates. I view it more as making sure you don't mess it up because if you do, I think people are just waiting to... Oh, if oh, you yeah, get something yeah. wrong. Oh, yeah. It's like Tony Romo. Oh, yeah. Tony Romo's going to get one wrong, I think, in the Super Bowl, and I do not... I'm not happy about what's going to happen. <laughs> that's why I purposely yeah. say things wrong all the time so that people don't take me seriously. Right, right. Like, exactly. That, that's, that's a good way think of going about it. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever got something wrong? Wrong? I've been doing it for 30 years. Let's go. Three decades. 30 decades. Way older than me. <laughs> three, Way older years. than me. Three decades. 30 decades. It feels like 30 decades. <laughs> uh, I'll say that right now. Have you? I'm sure I have. Yeah, well, you know, there are things that happen uh, this year, as an example. Okay. I remember the Rams were playing. It was, I believe it was an afternoon game at Arizona. I was talking about it with mm-hmm. a Rams guy this morning. I had breakfast with a Rams official. Okay. And I was actually at breakfast when Ryan Fitzpatrick walked into the restaurant. We're at a, bre- we're at a restaurant at 7.30 in the morning, and 
here comes a guy in a huge beer with a bunch of kids, and it was Ryan Fitzpatrick, 7.30 in the morning. Um, and I was having breakfast with one of the Rams guys, and we were talking about this incident. So this is a good one. So I'm talking to the Rams that morning, and they say, yeah, we, yeah, we think Gurley's going to go. We think Gurley's going to go. We're optimistic. He feels good. Mm-hmm. You know, we've rested him all week long. So on the pregame show, I essentially repeat exactly what was told to me by the people making the decision. They're optimistic he will play. He did not. And then, he did not. two hours before the game, they decide, you know what? We're Doesn't three score great. favorites against the Arizona yeah. Cardinals. Mm-hmm. He getting... doesn't look great and warm. But you know what? Let's err to the side of caution, and they decide to shut him down. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just telling you, in the fancy football world, people are pissed off because uh, it's a late game. Okay. And there's a lot of money in that world. Yeah. Well, you know, people are trying to win their championships and get to the playoffs and, and all kinds of things like that. And so... Scoops. Scoops. It just happened. I'm, I'm about Which phone? Two phones. Get them all out. Get he just whipped out two phones <laughs> with big box... No, you can do that. Oh. We got time. I'll, I'll, I'll mute the microphones. Hey, coach. Let's go. Yeah, I wish that one of you would have let that happen for us. I wish you would have let that happen so, right there. Anyway. Fuck. Two hours. Call back. Call back. Do it. Two hours before the game, they say he's not going to play. And so you, Todd Gurley is inactive. Well, I thought you said that they were optimistic he's going to play. Were. They, they were. were. They were very optimistic. They were very optimistic. Like, what do you want me to do? But I'm, you're not wrong there. You didn't guarantee he was going to play. You yeah. said they were optimistic. Yeah, but people take optimistic and translate it into he's playing. Well, I thought he was going to play yeah, based off what I was told, but mm-hmm. then he didn't. So am I wrong now? I guess I am, right? I don't think you are because you said that they were optimistic. You worded it very well. Yeah, yeah that's, if you I'm, said he was Let me say this. I am very careful yes. you have about to be. every single word that I use. That's yes. like WWE, yeah. by the way. Like every, It's like... Uh, Modern Family. Every word could potentially be a callback later. That's literally for you. Every single word matters because if you get one of them wrong, is this a sometimes, always, never a question? You know, it's not like the Dolphins will hire Brian Flores when the Super Bowl is over. Even they probably will. They plan to hire him. Like the Colts. Who tells you that? Does Brian Flores just call you and me? I feel like that's what happens. Everybody does things and they're like, all right, you know the next move. You call Schefter right now. No, it's written into the ESPN contract with the NFL that that NFL coaches and officials have to call me before they divulge exactly what they're going to do. New head coaches get in there, they read their contract. What the? I know Schefter had something. So it's an easy job. Listen. If you're going to pay the NFL $1.8 billion a year, the least you can do is get that included in the contract, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Uh, ESPN (laughs) and the NFL have an incredible relationship. You you are a huge part of that. A huge part of that. Do you see the future of the NFL staying or getting bigger with ESPN, or do you think the NFL is going to kind of pivot more digitally? You know, I think we're at an interesting area in the NFL's growth. I don't know where this is all going. You know, like the next round of television contract talks, I have no idea whether the games are going to stay right where they are, ESPN, Would you know that information, or are you more players and stuff like that? uh, Well, I I don't know that I would know it. I might know it. I might stumble into it. It's not something I'm digging for, but I am – my antenna is up for it. I'm curious about it. Not so much because the public cares, but because I care. Yeah, because everybody it impacts is. our world. Like, are the games going to be on DAZN? Are they going to be on YouTube, uh-huh. Netflix, Amazon? Like, yep. wh- where are all these games going? What is the league doing? The one thing I feel confident is the league is going to try to squeeze every dollar it can wow. out of whoever it can. Yeah, break that news. Break that news right now. Yeah, exactly. Okay. NFL is going to squeeze every dollar it can. Our <laughs> <Per laughs> sources. <laughs> 
<laughs> you right there? You've just been a long time at Top Golf. Uh, the per sources was just so because <laughs> I do feel like you guys do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. sources. Yeah, you... that's it in my fancy football and fancy basketball team. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Per sources. It's good. Yeah. I feel like that happens on a regular basis, though. Something is said, and then if you just tag per sources at the end of it, it's automatically I, legitimized. I had a gimmick for a while that you would break news, and then I would quote tweet it and put can confirm. Was that it right there? Per sources. How were you? Three six and zero. Oh, uh, not great. <laughs> no, no, no. But hold on, hold on. Standings. Per source is 79, 54, and 2, number one in the oh, West. Not Let's too go. shabby there. So I take, I take my just... NBA fancy very seriously. <laughs> so you do a lot of NFL work. Will yeah. you ever dive into the Woj world, or do if it follows you, you do you send year? it to Woj? Yeah, no, I've done some NBA sidelines. I love that. I consider that to be my professional vacation. Mm-hmm. That's what like, if you break, get breaking news though? Do you send it to Woj? Is that kind of like the respectable thing to do? No, I would love to kick Woj's ass with that stuff. Let's Hell go! Yeah. Hell yeah! I like that a lot. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I love Woj. He, he, honestly, he's incredible at what he does. He's, he's become a great friend of mine. We talk all the time. I have tremendous respect for what he does, and and Woj's job is safe. He's been he's been breaking news all weekend. Is he's he trying to steal the thunder a Super Bowl weekend here? Or what? Well, I, somebody called me yesterday and they said, "Okay, here's the deal. During NBA free agency uh, or right before the NBA finals begin, you have to drop an NFL <laughs> an atom yes. bomb, an atom bomb, not a oh, Woj bomb." Yes. Oh, yes. Like have you been saying atom bomb for yeah. a long time? Not a long time, but I've tried a couple of times. That's a great, it works. great like, shirt. You should start selling merch. <laughs> An atom bomb with you, like on your. I need phone? good representation to have that done. When well, neither of us got that <laughs> shit. <laughs> neither of us got that. An atom bomb would be beautiful. The Sunday morning, so in in the news world, it's like the Friday afternoon news dump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, in the world news, like the actual news world. Yeah. Feels like the NFL has this thing where it's the Sunday morning mm-hmm. so that they can get it out there. Maybe it gets a couple hours and then the games will steal the no, attention. No, no, no. That's not how it works. What happens is we have these shows. And so a lot of stuff I'm just kind of putting in my pocket during the week and I'll be like, oh, for the show. Sunday okay. morning. Now, there's certain- Are you scared? Somebody? So like on social media, if I don't get a tweet out before somebody else, like it's dead by then. Are you ever scared? Like, ah, if I don't get this out, somebody else is going to get it? Is that the like, you, thing? I mean, you wonder certain things and, and sometimes you'll roll the dice and gamble mm-hmm. and every now and then it'll blow up on you. But more often than not, it doesn't. And usually know what you can and can't save. Usually know what people might or might not know. Uh-huh. And uh, you Who just go it? from there. Who oh. is it? Oh. Who is it? Let it fly. Let it fly. <laughs> Let it fly. Adam bomb. Let's go. We yeah. need an Adam. It's Vic Ballard. He's done that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me what, where Antonio Brown's going? What's going on with him? What are you hearing? What are you guy. hearing about Antonio Brown? He went to the Bahamas, came back with a new mustache. I don't know what's going on. I, I, is that how you gauge things with his mustache? By his mustache? Well, I think the internet is. Actually, <laughs> that's literally what the internet is doing currently. Um, I, the only thing I think right now is I think he gets traded. I mean, I don't, I don't know where he's going to go. That'll be one of the biggest storylines this season. I, we want to break that story the week of the NBA Finals as the NBA Finals <laughs> yes. begin. I would prefer yes, it to okay. be much sooner than that. The I would eight, like to know much be, before uh, the draft. Unfortunately, it will be much sooner than yes. that because he's due a $2.5 million Correct. roster bonus on March 17th, mm-hmm. so that's the unofficial deadline to have him traded by then. So we can't hold off on that until Woj's NBA Finals begin and we dump it on his lap, you know, the way that he dumped we'll, Anthony we'll Davis. Just do it, we'll just do it during, uh, during March Madness. This week. Just break it during March Madness. I mean, come on, that. Woj. Have a, little, have a little respect for the, gr- the biggest game of the yeah, year. come on, Woj. Let the news wait, man. Just just stick it in your pocket. Like he does. Like a gentleman yeah. does. Like, like, a, like, like an acorn. Treat it like a squirrel with an acorn. Put it away for a cold day and then, and then follow that stuff 
the Monday after the Super Bowl, man. Come on. Woj, you bury that nut in your mouth, and you wait until the Super Bowl's <laughs> over, and you put that thing out there just like a squirrel would I would do. say there hasn't been a lot of NFL news this week. Super Bowl weeks are always it's, quiet. It's, it's, it's Unless not, there's it's, an injury, it's like not a new, question it's not about a, someone It's not playing. a news yeah, week yeah. for sure. It's not, it's not what happens. Well... Schefter, I appreciate you, man. I thought we were gonna maybe get an atom bomb or two here, but then it potential to happen. I mean, now that I'm seeing him just operate here, because normally you're on the phone, so I don't get to see you. You have pulling out two phones, both with like otter box cases out of your pockets, with them both calling you at some point. It's the most Schefter it's, moment it's, it's of all time. Actually, blowing up quite a bit here. I see that you're getting a lot of it. Atom bomb. Atom bomb. Is it text messages or calls normally? Anybody sliding your DMs and send you? Very rarely does that happen. Every now and then, like. There'll be a DM that I noticed from like six days ago. You know. Could have got it. Pat McAfee signing with a network. Damn, I would have had that story before. <laughs> yeah. Is that one you would like to break? <laughs> if you want me if you want to break it, I'll do that. That would be Well, I think if you break news, it, it, it makes everybody think it's a lot more official than, yep. it, than you know what I mean? It could be anything. There was a point that I oh, I wish I still had it. It was much before I got with Pat. I, I got a great story. When I got. lived when I lived in Pittsburgh oh, and I saw Revis in the South Side and it was it was during a time yeah. of Pittsburgh. Yeah. And it was during a time when he wasn't signed anywhere and I actually DM'd you and you asked where and then I replied back, but that was it. There was no reporting on it or anything like that. Did, but, so I replied? Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah, because you're you're an investor. That's what you are. You're on nonstop. There are a lot of people, but this week actually, I got a call um, from somebody and they said how come you didn't let us know in advance that you are reporting that Julian Edelman and Chris Hogan are being investigated for a racial slur from the AFC Championship game? What happened? Excuse me? Is this an atom bomb right now? Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to show it to you. So, so hold on. Uh, atom bomb! We just... <laughs> boom! <laughs> boom, boom, boom! Hold on. Bing, bang, boom! <laughs> You're gonna like an atom story. bomb just happened. <laughs> we just won the week. <laughs> okay. There's so an atom bomb. What does it say? What does it say? Read, look at this. The NFL is investigating Patriots Julian Edmond and Chris Hogan for using possible racial slurs towards several Chiefs players per Adam Schefter. Okay, see this guy? It's already look. bombed. Can, you, can I show it to everybody? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so the guy goes, how come you didn't give us a heads up on that? And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, you're reporting that they're being investigated for possible racial slurs. I'm like, I never reported that. Oh. And he goes, it's on Bleacher Report. I go, what are you talking about? So he sent it to me. Now, take another look, Pat. And what do you notice? That it's is a fake, fake, fake Twitter account. It's a fake it's Twitter, a fake Twitter account. account. You know, people get Adam Sheftered all the time. Uh, the happened, fake, yeah. the happened to me Schnefter. last week, I think. Yeah, people get faked it's all the time. Bleacher Report. Oh, it wasn't even Bleacher Report. Did you they, they stole the look. Did, did you have to send them a message like on how the internet I, works? I, I don't. I, don't I, I, I told this person who called me, I'm like, take, take a look at the yeah. Twitter handle. It's Report. And it says Bleacher R-A-P-O-R-T. Those damn trolls. People trolling out there. And so this guy kind of world actually, actually, to be honest with you, one of the players noticed and called the attention of somebody who called me. You know what you know, though? It only has one like. Like, that person should have known. If it only has one like and it has two players that are going to be in the Super Bowl mm -hmm. being racist, that thing's going to go. It only has one like. We're all good. Yeah, and, and, and By the way, I thought we were getting one right there. It turns <laughs> yeah. out we got trolled. We we got we got a we got a pipe bomb that detonated like that that was defective <laughs> defective it was a defective atom bomb. Uh, Mr. Schefter, we appreciate you. I love following you. The Adam Schefter podcast. I was a guest on it, and it's incredible. It was the best, finest episode I had. You're a great host, though. You are a great host because yeah, you only pop in on ESPN with just little bombs, like little atom bombs, like bah, 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 bah. we think that's gonna happen. They're like, "Thank you, Adam. Go back to your little library you're in, or whatever." Yeah, go, go 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 back to sounding like Frank Caliendo. Right? <laughs>
but hearing you actually like host, it was it was it's a very great experience. I think you do well. With well it. I appreciate it. It's great to be with you hosting, and I look forward to your network debut. Uh, hey, you'll break the news if you let me. You know, when I retired, nobody wanted to break the news. Like I think we were trying. Well, I wasn't to- invited to that press conference. I wasn't big enough. Oh, oh yikes. yikes! Let's end the show. <laughs> <laughs> No atom bombs out of the chef. Crew, no. <laughs> hey, he he needs to start. Going off. Yeah, he wanted to. It's suspenseful when he pulls those things yeah, out. Yeah, trust me. I was trying to look. Mm-hmm. I was trying to look. Yeah, well. me too. I was trying to creep mm-hmm. at his phone, and I didn't want to make it too obvious because yep. during that interview, you heard it. He he has two phones on him at uh, at all times. They both have like an otter box. And it keeps it in yeah. the same pocket. Like, it's got to be so constricting on your jeans. It's like five inches thick of phones in his pocket, mm-hmm. but he pulls them one at a time. He's like, oh, it's not that one. Yeah, I wonder if it's like, this is GMs and this is coaches. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got like a fucking beeper from players. But it was nonstop. Schefter's 24-7, mm-hmm. that guy. No atom bombs there. He needs to start marketing that more. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I have never even heard of it. Before. Me neither. And it's so it's such an easy thing. Easy thing. ESPN should start marketing like Adam Bomb because Correct. that's what he does. Is he drops bombs? Mm-hmm. His his whole approach on things of getting information and relaying it is truly beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, weight loss challenge ended. Did thank you. Finally. Congrats, Todd. Proud of you guys. Thank you. Thank good, you. good job, Todd. Thanks, Hot buddy. Todd won the weight loss challenge belt away from Zito. How much weight did you end up losing? Uh, 45.4 pounds. Jesus Christ. 20% over 20% of my body weight. Is that not just fucking absurd to think about? (laughs) Yeah, fucking crazy. (laughs) It's the craziest thing I've ever done. Hardest thing I've ever done, too. I've think, done some stuff I thought was hard before. That's the hardest 30 days. Was of my it life. Mental, mentally the mentally, worst? Mentally, yes. Mentally the absolute worst, right? Absolutely. Just a constant fight with your brain. Weren't that's you in telling a shootout you to once? <laughs> yeah, it was harder than that. More than once. <laughs> there was one shootout that sent him straight to retirement. <laughs> I don't know if Todd's just having a little lapse of memory here. But it is, it is a very difficult. You yeah. lost 20 percent of your body weight Sir, yeah. from just a month ago and you were the underdog going into this thing everybody thought you were you had no shot strictly my bookie thought you had no shot yeah there was a lot of people sent screenshots of them they had me like plus 400 and plus 500 i think it was almost plus 700 yeah, at one point well i was I plus yeah. 10,000 at one point so i mean if we're gonna brag about being an underdog <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How much, those times you were plus 10,000 were the same times that you were offering up to give away all the prize money if you were <laughs> <laughs> I think Diggs knew early that there was no, no shot. It was about, so what was it, 32 days? It was about 25 days in that I had worked as hard as I possibly could and had to lose like 16 pounds in the last eight days. I was like, well, this is fucking over. Well, I mean, you still stuck with it, though. You still continue to lose weight, which is impressive. Mm-hmm. My dad did as well. Zito, though, first day of filming. So those that don't know, Zito has a lot of things, right? He has an incredible brain. <laughs> he has an interesting palate. Mm-hmm. Senses are interested. Smells. It's always comes, a full plate. It's always with something with yeah. Zito. Yeah. But a lot of fat jokes here. I don't like it. <laughs> no, no, no. But during Super Bowl week, he was literally directing, producing all of our um, all of our Wrangler celebrity charity shootout things, mm-hmm. where he had to cut the cameras and do this and love people up. We heard earlier he fucked over Schefter's uh, <laughs> image on the internet. Everybody thought he was uh, coming straight out of a bender because you know <laughs> decided to untuck his shirt. But Zito had a lot going on, and he started he started feeling the pressure, and he started feeling it. And he started eating sausage. Am I right? <laughs> so much. I, I took the whole plate. Die. Here's I, the funny part about that. Day before the final weigh-in, Zito couldn't handle it anymore. The pressure made him crack. He the, just started eating meat. The day after, or the, the Friday after we weighed in, 
He goes, this is what, what did me in these just yesterday. And I was like, I had no idea those were even fucking on the plate yesterday because you crushed them all so quickly. <laughs> <You're> so fast. <laughs> a day before the final weigh-in, Zito cracked mentally, which we never would have thought <laughs> because it's hard to crack the mind. Yeah. Oh, mine's lost. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, there it is. In my eyes. But I thought you you had an incredible performance Super Bowl week, Zito. Very grateful for you, man. Mm-hmm. I mean a couple fuck ups here and there, I think. Well, it's it's always fun when someone like comes up to you and just goes, This doesn't make sense. This whole setup just doesn't make sense. <laughs> who was it? It was the the, the zone people. Professional. <laughs> professional <laughs> to uh, <laughs> set up stuff all the time. They have a hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment. <laughs> right. For a two minute video. <laughs> yeah. And it's like there's so many wires here. It's not organized. It was like, yeah, it just works. I could see why Zito was stress eating too. I think it was the first day we were unpacking everything and we still had to upload the videos. And Zito's like, yeah, just make sure everything stays plugged in. And then all of a sudden he just goes, oh, I lost power. <laughs> and, we look, and we look back and Todd's just sheepishly holding on to a fucking extension cord that he just unplugged from the wall. Zito oh, a little mind everything. game there. Yeah, it was hilarious. Well, I mean, we learned a lot. Quite, we've, we dove into this last week a little bit. Whenever we got to Top Golf, a lot of things changed that uh-huh. we didn't think was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So Zito's stressing out completely because, I mean, a lot was on his plate, literally. <laughs> Nick, literally. And the stress eat did you in, but the thought of zone. they had two cameramen, mm-hmm. three sound producers, guy, a sound guy, guy yeah, a yeah. director of this whole One guy that was put together backwards. Uh-huh. <laughs> Poor guy had to run everywhere, too. Poor guy. I don't know why that had to happen for that guy. <laughs> But then they look over at our thing. We're shooting like five, six hours straight of this, and it's <laughs> Hot Todd's running a mobile camera <laughs> yeah. that's on a, a unipod. Or whatever. We have no connection Mono- to each other as monopod. well. Monopod. Yeah. We can't talk to each other. We have no earpieces, <laughs> yeah. and we're literally just yelling, hey, is it good? <laughs> yeah, it's good. All right, we'll go live. Yeah, fuck it. Tim Tebow's here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no testing of anything. Yeah. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just camera, camera, template, TriCaster, <laughs> Zito. That's all it was. And his two cameramen were me yeah. and Todd. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the d- day we took over cameras, so we jumped into cameras so Evan and Bailey could spend time on we really, editing We really all got day. things in a nice well, yeah, we got a little more organized. By the way, that is called um, problem solving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we were going to go live with them all so mm-hmm. we wouldn't have to cut them up into little things. But with the original videos, we couldn't post because they're too long for Twitter and it would mm-hmm. take too long. So we had to edit them down to one-minute videos. Mm-hmm. Somehow, someway, Jason McAfee, who's never edited anything, was called upon to edit a video one time and I go, Jay's editing videos? Like, yeah, I'm like, no, no. We got to change it. So we do a full... By the way, I'm very proud of us. Yeah, We did a full problem solve in like two minutes. Yeah, it was a quick halftime adjustment. It was like, boom, yeah. here we go. All right, Diggs, yeah, you feel comfortable? You got this camera. All right, mm-hmm. Todd? Todd all of a sudden starts hanging over the edge of the house. <laughs> starts getting like the best camera shots. Foxy, Bailey, you go edit. We like did a full on yeah. in two minutes. If that was to happen with a network... Full freak out. They would have had to have five meetings. Oh, yeah. yeah. They would have had to get okayed by everybody. It would have been everything. Instead, what do we do? We just adapt and overcome. Yes. And Todd, you became like a <laughs> a fucking full-time cameraman in there. It with- was actually fun as shit, really. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't realize what goes on with that camera. You're like, oh, man, I'm con- this. I'm the fucking eye. I'm, yep. This is what oh, the yeah. people at home are seeing. Yep. So you're constantly just on there on the viewer screen. But, yeah, a couple times, like, we were so close to the edge. If Ty hadn't yanked me back, I would have run up to that. Coach. 
fucking neck. Todd even had like the backwards hat, hat on. Yeah. Yeah. Hot, hot drunk Todd. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted that sound engineer from DeZone's vest. Like, go get me one of those vests. <laughs> Hold the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud of us. And right before Tebow, right while he was, you guys were podcasting with him. Oh we're running the God. test, and my camera's not communicating with the switcher. We're like, "What the fuck?" It turned out that our cable is bad. We're like, "Well, what do we do now? We're, we have to go down one camera, and uh, which sucked because the other camera's assigned to tracking the ball. So we're like, "Oh, now we're fucked because the cable's not working." And, and Bailey goes, "Hang on a minute." And he runs in his backpack and pulls out like a 100-foot fucking <laughs> HDMI cable. I'm like, why do you have a 100-foot HDMI cable? Like, I don't even want to know. See, the, the, the funny part about that, like behind the scenes is because um, Pat was coming straight from Radio Row. So him and Tebow got there literally at the same, same exact time. time. Oh, yeah. So we really we jumped right into the podcast. Right. But I was there before the podcast started, and I knew that fucking cord wasn't working. I knew we were down a camera. So the entire time we're podcasting, I'm seeing these motherfuckers running back and forth. So in my mind, I know. I was like, we're fucked. We don't have this fucking camera while podcasting. It's just a whole, whole I didn't know. Thing. I didn't know. I know you did. Happened. Up until did. like 30 seconds before you guys ended, we were only going to be able to shoot with one camera. I would have loved for that conversation to happen. Hey, uh, we, uh, <laughs> hey by the way, no panic. Bailey dives into his backpack yeah. that has two guns, four yeah. knives, <laughs> and pulls out a fucking hundred foot cable. I love that. I can't. I didn't know that happened yeah, behind yeah. the scenes. Oh, yeah. yeah, it happened the, the day after that too. Like the wire just kept burning out. So oh, now we'll know. It'll take like ten extra. Yeah. You know. Oh, so we a little learn and adjust and overcome there. That's it, pretty good. Just a small doesn't, business. Doesn't have to be big things. Ooh. Doesn't have to be what. It doesn't have to be. You like that it car? just has oh, to appear, appear to, to be. be. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that what we do. We learned that from somebody from Intel. Yeah. You know, uh, I worked for Intel for a day. You did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, lot <laughs> people, a lot of people forget that I worked for Intel. Mm-hmm. The opinion processor people. Yep, those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a producer for Intel said it doesn't have to be. It just has to appear to be. That's, that's our motto. I was like, Holy <laughs> shit. Say hello to the new small business <laughs> motto. <laughs> I think we... I think it appeared to be and was everything that we hoped mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and oh. hyped up to be. Yeah. And the minute clips were way better, too. Yeah, they fucking... Because, I mean, there were some good moments if you watched... If it was live, I think it would have been good because we could have got some comments, interaction. I would have yeah. liked to see what people would have wanted to ask Tim Tebow. Would have added something different. We didn't have enough bandwidth on the internet there, so we couldn't do it, but we adjusted. We made it happen. And I'm not swinging from nuts here, guys, but I think you'll back me on this. Nobody had his production schedule over the course of five years. <laughs> no way. In Atlanta. No No. no Nobody, and I'm oh, talking, no, 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 even no. take Radio Row out of it, which is exhausting in itself, but he did two days of that, and then guest after guest after guest go to podcast, back to guest, mm-hmm. back to Wrangler and stuff. Mm-hmm. That was a machine in work, and well, I'm, again, I'm not swinging it. from your nuts, but that was well done over five I, days, I, man. I, very I mean, much, not many people can do that. I very much appreciate that, because I was hosting a game show, yeah. <laughs> so I'm hosting a game show, and then I'm hosting a podcast, and then I have to do something for DAZN, which is international, <laughs> yeah. so I have to dial it completely different, then I got to do Radio Row. And then there was people who were like, oh, you want to come to our party? And I'm like, I literally just talked for eight hours straight. <laughs> we were there for four days. Couldn't tell you what the stadium or downtown looks like. <laughs> no, 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 no. no way. Hey, I, I, I could tell you what Top Golf looks like in our hotel and one restaurant. Keegan! Spent <laughs> a lot of time in IHOP. A yeah, lot of time. Yeah, yeah. IHOP was right there across the street. Fat stack of flapjacks, unlimited. I yeah. am I am so thankful for you guys, to be honest. Um because I'm not sure there's a lot of people that could have pulled off what we pulled off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't. Know. Just by, like, if we were to set that schedule up for the main networks, the amount of sound checks and light checks 
and this check and that check and lunch break and this. We would have never been able to do it. Would have never been able to do it. No way. And by the way, that's the reason why the internet is going to take over everything else. Mm-hmm. Like you look at those Super Bowl commercials, ad agencies are failing. They are, those commercials were dog shit. Mm-hmm. Absolute. I mean, Peyton Manning's opening for CBS probably good. the best part. Yeah, Malkovich. Yeah. The hundred year thing with uh, all the players, I thought that was good. Just, mm-hmm. You put Marshawn Lynch in something, I'm probably oh, gonna yeah, like yeah. it. Yeah. But aside from that, those those commercials were shit. Yeah. I almost put out a tweet last night, like uh, attention ad agencies. What you did tonight is your Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? This is the biggest time of year for you. The duds that you put out. Mm-hmm is ultimately going to be the reason why companies, bigger companies like Wrangler, like Buffalo Wild Wings, like, uh, I don't know how many more we got, but bigger companies are just going to start coming to internet ad agencies Mm -hmm. like us, Mm -hmm. like Barstool, like The Ringer, like everything like that, Mm -hmm. because it's just your bland bullshit is just going to become something that is just going to be. That's true. So I would like to thank the ad agencies were sucking, mm-hmm. yeah. which is what they have <laughs> continually done here. It was just that Super Bowl commercial thing was very sad. The That's Jason Bateman car commercial wasn't bad though. The up with the, the elevator, elevator. Yeah. the Hyundai one yeah. wasn't yeah. terrible. That's good, good. The, but they're not overall. They're not adapting. To what people want to see. That yeah. was a standard commercial, though. I didn't think that was a Super Bowl yeah, commercial. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think it was a good concept. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It stuck out amongst the crowd. Like, whenever you mentioned that, I was like, oh, yeah, that was a good idea. That mm-hmm. was funny. Mm-hmm. But for me, Super Bowl commercials are supposed to be like these, like, almost motion pictures. They're right. supposed yeah. to be like. How much cr- does it cost? Like roughly, you think? I think it's like eight million or seven million remember. or something. And like for that? some of those that came out, I think there was like the, the phone one, whatever it was. But T-Mobile like, had four of them. Yeah. Terrible. Like, how do you accept that, or how do you spend that much money for that? I don't know, but like there was another one that had um, a Rod in it and a couple other big names. <laughs> <laughs> What a fucking One of our dog. favorites that we made fun of was uh, the Kia commercial. Oh, dude. <laughs> that little kid voiceover. It hooked me. It got <laughs> Diggs. It got Diggs, though. Diggs sent a text as soon as that I thing ended. It was like, I'm buying that Telluride. <laughs> so, literally, I, I couldn't have told you what happened before it went into the creek at the end. As soon as that fucking, as soon as that car was in the creek slash river, I was like, well, I'm fucking getting that. I'll tell you what happened. An eight-year-old boy, in a very eloquent manner, just explained to everyone that if you lived in that town you grew up dreaming of anything but making kias but that's what they're left with so please buy them that is Pat's like did you listen to the words and the person said no i'm a fucking child i saw the pictures oh. were they trying too hard with the corn syrup for the uh, beer uh, yeah, i didn't know life? corn syrup was such a fucking bad human being okay so here's 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 a commercial that was missed that fucking game of thrones dragon burning down uh-huh. the night mm-hmm. that should have been Coors light yeah because Bud Light came out and fired shots at everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Coors Light answers a quarter later with the fucking HBO Game of Thrones dragon. Ripping the Bud Knight's head off. Yes. Oh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But instead, Bud Light did it to themselves. Yeah. That makes no sense to me. I just think there needs to be a little bit more creativity. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of money on the line. Is it safe to say that The Rock won the Super Bowl? Oh, hey, oh. that's gonna make four billion. Yeah. yeah. More than that. It is. That's gonna make four billion dollars. Opening weekend, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. We talk about Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're talking about. Hobbs yeah, I didn't and realize Shaw. it was going to be the greatest fucking franchise of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's going like to be that blew incredible. my doors off. Think about it in China. That oh, oh my god! 
Because there like, was a little comedy in it, too. Oh, yeah. oh like, we were dying to laughter the watching so, it. The song was Why Can't We Be Friends. Yeah, yeah. that got the biggest pop out of us. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it really did. I think Peyton early did well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peyton in that meeting was very funny. Very, yeah. very, very funny. Mm-hmm. They ended it. They piled on a little bit too much on the chicken parm. I think if yeah. we're going to be critiques here, that's right. probably it. Yep. Peyton yeah. was very, very funny. That Hobbs and Shaw thing, though, made us all laugh very fucking hard. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see it. He jumped out of a building and grabbed somebody on his way down, right? Yeah. yeah. Law of gravity says that's not possible. You can't right. catch up to anybody. They're falling at the same speed you are, no matter how big of a fucking ape you are, Rock. <laughs> but I can't wait to watch that movie. And all of China is going to watch that movie. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Every human in China is yep. going to watch that movie. It's going to make seven bill. Negative mm-hmm. 9.8 meters per second squared, by the way. There, you there go. it is. Mm-hmm. Hey. That yeah. was a big... Big calculus. And by calculus, I mean physics guy. <laughs> <laughs> big, big, big physics guy. Was that high school? That's high school, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know why I think you like that creek so much? Was it? Turtle Creek. Where I was, not Turtle Creek, that's another one, though. Where I was, there was a creek near. I, I was a creek. You mean by our house? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We used to always go to Yeah, house. we're yeah, some okay. creek boys hey. for a long hey, time. Hey, mom, the creek, hey, mom we're going out of creek for a while. Down there near the creek, man. <laughs> That's where we used to hang out. Yeah. What, do you, what do you do at the creek? There was a really good bike pass down there. Bike, we had bike jumps in there. Oh, Trying nice. to find crawfish. Crawfish, you roll over a rock, see mm-hmm. if you see one down there. You ever go crawfishing? Not, not oh, in yeah. Pittsburgh. Oh, or, yeah. you, or you feel a boob down there as a child. Yeah, yeah. Get a little handsky. Maybe take a sixer down there. Huh? Maybe. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. Maybe you go down into the uh, basement, basement fridge, Coach Diggs' fridge. You grab a couple... Uh, High lifes? No, 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 no. No, a couple red dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you'd be a Mickey's guy. You go down the creek, and then when you finish, you throw those cans right in the water. Right in the water. <laughs> right in the water. <laughs> yeah, you, wash them up. And you ruin the environment, <laughs> but you have no evidence to say what you just did at all. Yeah, we're creek boys. Oh, yeah. As soon as that Kia goes in there, I couldn't even think of Diggs just sitting at home. They just nailed me. Nailed me right where it, right where it counted. I'm a fucking creek guy. <laughs> that whole thing literally was like... We all had dreams of being sports stars and movie stars. That's actual yeah. quotes from yeah. the thing. Yeah. But instead, we do this. Here we are making a vastly <laughs> superior machine. <laughs> they should have had. But yes. That's what they should think about oh, doing. Man. Bringing out the. Uh, How don't they? I don't Ashley know. Schaefer Kia. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I can't. You throw, you I throwing in baseballs right here didn't help much either. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It was a great day until the game. Mm-hmm. Terrible yeah. game. And the yeah. game was a dud. I love punting. I like that the record was broken for longest punt. That was a shitty punt. Got a great bounce. You can even see Ryan Allen on the sideline of the Patriots. It rolls down their sideline. Mm-hmm. As as it takes a hop and then it turns right to stay in bounds. Yep. You see Ryan Allen actually go like, it's a fucking bullshit. You actually <laughs> see him do that because it was an incredible bounce. Yes, it was. By the way, you take every fucking yard Would you get, What they say, like 20-some yard bounce? Yeah, 65-yard punt. It might have been 25 yards yeah. on the punt, but <laughs> on the bounce. But, hey, that's either here nor there. You take that. I think Johnny Hecker put on a show. I think Ryan Allen put on a show. Refs put on a show. Slater. Slater down one inside the uh, five. I got a text from K Marco asking me to write uh, write up a little something for the prop bets on special team stuff. And I feel like I was pretty, except for the number of punts. I said there was only going to be seven. Hecker had seven, eight himself. Mm-hmm. So I was wrong about that. But I said, I'm sure Ryan Allen's going to pin one inside the five with the help of Slater. That happened. And then Ryan Allen pinned one inside the five himself. I'm pretty happy with the way the specialists performed there, other than the late miss and early miss from Goskowski, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, the yeah. Super Bowl in of itself 
quite a terrible ending to an incredible season. In my eyes, personally, in my eyes, that's I, I mean, there's one touchdown. I don't. You could have went game. to sleep right after Jared Goff got hit near the sidelines, and not one player from his offensive line Bro. or his wide receivers ran over, got in the refs' face, got in the Patriots' face, nothing. We talked about yeah. this because that was on the Patriots' sideline. Mm-hmm. Nobody ran over there. I mean, one player, I think, went over to help him, but nobody was shoving anybody. And it's like draft day, you know, Kevin Costner was right. Mm-hmm. That one quarterback only had like no, had none of his teammates went to his birthday party. That's mm-hmm. a big deal. I'm not saying Jared Goff is hated by his teammates, but I think in the moment there, nobody going to fight for him at that time, or at least shove, at yeah. least a shove. Like, it doesn't have to get crazy. We're in a Super Bowl. That was quite an eye-opener. They, they just, folded like they lawn chairs. Yeah, there was just no emotion, no heart, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Well, and then the refs, I mean, that late P.I. call missed against Cooks. Oh and yeah, then, with the, the one hand because he had to make it a one handed catch because yeah. Yeah, the other guy was grabbing his arm. And then the fifteen yard penalty on what the first drive on what was it? They called unnecessary roughness. That was a terrible because there was just a well, tackle there. I don't think that the Patriots would have won. If- well, that, they called that call because it was Roby Coleman. They had to get him back after two uh, weeks. Oh, because of the thing. Yeah, in New yeah, they were, it they wasn't had Roby to call. Coleman. Yeah, uh, it was on Burkhead on the tackle. Yeah, yeah it was Roby Coleman. Oh really? It was. With the voice you're hearing there, the raspy one is a man who didn't sleep much. He's walked into the office today. With six cheap fucking rings whoa. on his fingers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. These are high class right here. They don't even fit on your fingers. You're, you're, <laughs> Let's you're, go past the knuckle. I got, I, got, sh- I got big fingers. I got you're big fingers. shoving your stubby little mitts into these <laughs> yep. with it, Hell with, yeah. With yep. your black fingernail. Hell yeah. It looks like you just forgot to put on your mascara today. Yeah, but there's like six. Fred Durst. But yeah. you, you do kind of look like Fred Durst. Thank you. You got six rings. Was not a couple. Yeah. <laughs> got a, six rings on, but you got to witness the game. Was yeah. it awesome in there? It felt like it was a Patriots home game from TV. Is that accurate? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was probably like a 10 to 1 ratio. I mean, every 10 Pats fans you saw, it was one Rams. There really weren't that many. I mean, obviously, the well, there are no travel. Rams fans in general. Yeah, yeah right. true. I mean, the trans LA, soft town. I, yeah. I, I said it. I mean, yeah. you could say that. No one's going to come it. back and come at you for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no. Plus, like, we own. Oh them no, now. no, no! LA is t- gritty town. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's saying that. Nobody's saying that. Um, it was quiet. Was it as quiet as was it in, as quiet in there as it seemed on TV? Uh, on, when we were on defense, I, I thought it was pretty loud. I mean, the whole upper bowl was mm-hmm. Patriots fans. It was literally the whole entire upper bowl on the, on the feet, basically, the entire game. So when I played in the Super Bowl, it was oddly quiet mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people that just travel to every Super Bowl, right? right so yeah. they're like, oh, I'm going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I go to the Super Bowl every year. So they, they have no rooting interest. Whether corporate stuff there, too. Exactly. Whether it's a cult, we were Colts Saints, it was oddly quiet, like mm-hmm. weird almost. It felt like weird. That one, I mean, there was a Brady chant that fucking started in the middle mm-hmm. of the Come game. Man. Baddest motherfucker alive. Here's a Brady chant. I'm going to assume they're going to win. Julian Edelman gets the MVP. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people not happy with that due to the four-game suspension to start the season. I, I think I think the Hall of Famer, Julian Edelman, deserved <laughs> oh, every yeah. single yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. inch. Hey, full, I completely full, agree. Full tongue for Tom Brady on his owner, Robert Kraft, or no? That was oh, an interesting... Was, uh, <laughs> he does some weird things with his mouth, dude. I mean, I mean it did. It did. They kissed the Patriots yeah, family. Kissed. Are oh, you sure they kissed? I think it was a talk of the year. Yeah, it was like, like a weird. It was just a weird screen grab. Remember, Peyton kissed Papa John, mm-hmm. right, right there on the face. Oh. I don't know if it was. I, mean, I guess after the Super Bowl, 
a lot yeah. of emotions running. Yeah. Right? Well, doesn't Vince Wolfork and Kraft kiss each other? I think on the cheeks yeah, they he, have like a kissing thing. He kisses all the players. Kraft does, uh, and then does him he? and his wife. <laughs> it's a weird yeah. old man thing. And then do. after uh, his wife passed, that's when him he started kissing Vince twice. Actually. Oh, and he got that like twenty year old girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Like he started kissing after. her too, and a lot of other people. Oh yeah, oh yeah, big time. He was on stage with Cardi B just a couple of days <laughs> ago, and I think that's when everybody knew what was going to happen. He was hopping happen. around. Everybody knew it was. But there was literally what the first touchdown came with the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, the only touchdown, mm-hmm. you mean. That was yeah, tough. That was not a good ending there for the NFL. In a halftime show, if I'm Adam Levine, I am attempting <laughs> to take my clothes off at every single moment as well. Mm-hmm. I respect that I a lot. that many tats. I had no idea. And they look like yeah. they're just like pr- like stamped on them, too. There's no real rhyme <laughs> they're, or reason. Yeah, they're clean. Yeah, they're definitely clean, but I don't I don't see the tie-ins. No, I, I, I think they're just a bunch of... But if I look like Adam Levine, I'm mm-hmm. trying to take my clothes off as well. A lot of people... Hated the halftime show. The internet was comparing his tattoos to Chipotle bags. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was the funniest my, thing. My girlfriend has she's been to three or four Maroon Five concerts. Said it was the worst she's ever heard him sing like a live. He didn't seem oh. confident early. Early he didn't seem confident. I think he found his groove there at the end. He, he did. The two first two songs were a little rough. Yeah, once his then, shirt was off, he was good. You're yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. A lot of people obviously not happy because Janet Jackson showed her nipple, and it was the end of the world. Now Adam Levine's completely shirtless with flames shooting up behind him, and they. All-time sex flex for Instagram, by the yeah. way, mm-hmm. with a guitar. I mean, what a moment for Adam Levine. A lot of people bashing a halftime performance. I, I just, I didn't think it was, I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was great. I thought it was just like everything else last night, just bad. Mm-hmm. I found I out last yeah, night there were, that there were four other band members. I thought Maroon 5 was just like a name that he came up with for a band. <laughs> the number meant nothing there? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, no way anyone in this room could name anyone else from that fucking band. No, no way. No. Or we, no. could, we could put 20 people in that room right there and put, say pick out the rest of the room. <laughs> Not a fucking chance. Nope. By the way, also, they got zero TV time. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were put in the back of the M, right? There was an <laughs> M, and somehow they were put on the back of the M. Levine's out in the front all by himself. You have to wonder if the rest of the four, the other four are like... Hey, man, can we at least just get maybe a picture of us? <laughs> Big Boy had a nice seven seconds. Yeah. What's that? Big Boy had a nice seven seconds. Hey, no Andre 2000 either. Arrived no. in a caddy, though. I respect yeah, yeah. that. Big, big ass fur coat. Yeah. Levine said he's a big surprise coming up at the end of the week, earlier in the week. Like, big surprise. Got to watch it. What was the surprise? If the Shirt. It had to be a shirt coming It was off. just a shirt? It had to be a shirt coming <laughs> off. I don't know. Man. I like the SpongeBob part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good play. Sicko mode. Mm-hmm. What? He didn't win a sicko mode. Did you see the SpongeBob introduction to Travis Scott? That was Travis Scott catering to, the, catering to these young bucks. Yeah, really yeah. Millennials. That's, That's a, Chris Jenner. Fun fact, Adam Levine, Beverly Hills kid, went to Beverly Hills High School. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. That is fun. Mm. 90210. That's, that's <laughs> fun. That's what I mean. I'm just saying he's up there with tats and everything like this, and let's, let's be honest. I mean, you were raised in the tough streets of... Beverly Hills. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, you're firing shots. You don't have to be yes. tough to get a tattoo. I didn't know you were firing shots at Adam Levine. Though. I have them. By the way, he was play. He was playing the guitar in very uh, weird. W- I mean, it was a weird. Yeah, he would let a note ro- roll out for like twenty seconds. But well, then his look. <laughs> well, that's like classic frontman guitar. When yeah. you're known as a singer, you just eventually learn how to play the guitar. But you only learn like three chords. Yeah. So you just play those three yeah. and just let them ring. Yeah, I went Strum to a Kenny Chesney out. concert. He was singing like the whole time, hey, baby, bye, 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 and then all of a sudden somebody ran out with a guitar. And he started a song with like a broom, and then he sang, and then they took the guitar off. Yep. Him. <laughs> yeah. And they took a picture. I think they, there was like forty pictures taken of him with the guitar. They're like, boom, boom, boom. Okay, Kenny plays the guitar. Perfect. That is the move. That's kind of what happened with Levine. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he did that walking uh, guitar solo. Yeah, I think yeah. That was pretty I mean, good. it's pretty good. 
But he did get. I mean, they got crucified pretty. Uh, people, whole, people hated. The whole night was a pretty big dud. To be honest. Just a big old fucking dud down there. Well, even yeah. Romo wasn't on his like on his best either. Yeah, he predicted a fucking missed field goal. Mm-hmm. That we did. Asshole. What was his segment called? Uh, uh, Tony's tape room. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not drop the room there and just have it be Tony's tape? It would have sounded way better. It's something to think about. Let's dive into Tony's tape room. Just in a room, it's just tape that we're gonna roll. <laughs> you think he just hated the name? He just didn't want to do that good. Tony, so it doesn't tape. come back. Yeah, I don't. I didn't really hear him breaking no, down I mean, many plays. No. Yeah, I don't know. Was he nervous? Was little, maybe Super Bowl. Maybe I hope not. And I hope this isn't the case. But I hope CBS producers weren't like, "Hey, maybe a little bit of less of what yeah. last game." Even though the fucking internet loved. Or what? maybe he did so well, he was scared to ruin it. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? He didn't want to. He didn't want to like predict mm-hmm. wrong because he's. Yeah. He's uh, he was on a heater. So why would you want to ruin it on right. the biggest stage? Next year he'll come back swing and see if he gets hot. I think. He just yeah, kept he, saying over and over that Brady was having a hard time identifying whether it was a zone or man coverage, yeah. just over and over and over. So they must have been throwing him off as well. Wade Phillips was throwing no, off Tony, both Tony, Tony Romo and Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Wade Phillips. Uh, was there any nerves from the Patriots fans at any point? Um, I will say when Gronk went down in the second, he got up a little limp and we weren't really sure what that was about. But then he came back. But uh, really, I knew we were going to win this game in January when oh. Alabama lost oh, the national Jesus championship. Christ. Because? Because I, you know, I got a little stats behind this here. All right. I yeah, like stats. Let's go back to 2007 when Nick Saban first became the head coach. Yeah, every by the way, Alabama do you hear what you're doing right now, by the way? You hear what you're doing right oh, now? I, oh, I hear you. You're painting a picture. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I see the canvas, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. 2007, Saban goes, becomes coach. They win the Independence Bowl. Okay. We lose in the Super Bowl to the Giants. Okay. Oh, right here in Indianapolis. Right here in Indianapolis, yeah. Okay. And let's go to 2009. All right, let's go. Bama ahead. wins the national championship. We lose to the Ravens in the wild card game. Oh, really? Okay, okay. 2011, Bama wins the national championship, 21 nothing. Patriots lose to the Super Bowl to the Giants. A lot of losses. Oh. Okay, that's 2011. Now we're really going to pick it up here. 2012, Bama wins the title against Notre Dame. Blowout, Todd, remember that classic? Oh, yeah. Patriots lose in the AFC Championship to Baltimore again. Oh. Okay, 2014, Bama loses to Ohio State in the college football playoff. What happens? Patriots beat the Seahawks 28-24. Saban oh. loses, Patriots win is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know what deal with the devil Saban and Belichick did, but whatever it is, it's opposite. <laughs> he can only work other. for one of them. Yes. <laughs> so each year, he has to pick every each year. year the devil's like, Belichick or Saban? Belichick or Saban? This year he won with Belichick. Saban has to rest with the Angels. Next year, I assume it's going to go the opposite direction. I don't know. We might we might go back to back. You never know. Gronk's coming back now. All of a sudden, I don't think it's Official? talked. I don't think it's talked about. Uh, Schefter said Schefter did say he doesn't think yeah. uh, Gronk. Mm-hmm. That that was an so, atom bomb. So, so that was so funny. He said that because literally on the pregame show the next day that I was watching, he was he was talking like, "Oh, it's Gronk may retire." <laughs> Well, he doesn't Fucking want to be- Adam Bomb. <laughs> now we're splitting atoms here. Ooh, the, um, it's a big Adam Bomb. The, the hill that they had to climb after losing a Super Bowl is so tough. I mean, it is so, so... Because you have a shortened offseason. You have a shortened offseason. You have shortened everything. You had coaches that were leaving and coming back. To get back up there is just the picture of this Belichick era, this dynasty era. It's just incredible coaching, incredible just 
stick to itiveness mm-hmm. with the players, everything like that. They're just all in. It, it's tough to beat a team where everybody is all in, and it feels like that's what Belichick is going to be known for: is getting a group of people, whether they're superstars or not, to buy in on the same thing every single week, and then just get to the top of the mountain more often than anybody else has in the history of the game or ever will in the game. And I think that is why that Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. And that is why I believe Julian Edelman is a Hall of Famer, mostly because he is a guy who, whenever it matters, shows up. And the NFL is so stupid. Let me tell you why. Adam Vinatieri would have had the most points scored record years ago if they would count postseason points. They don't. The most important points of all time don't count for Vinatieri. Only regular season points. And I would assume the same thing for Edelman. Yards and everything that he does only mm-hmm. counts in the regular season. They don't count the postseason. The ones that matter, it's like a, if you view this as a TV show, the playoffs are just a season finale, right? It's the season finale for everybody's watching. It's the biggest lights. It's the biggest draw. It's the only shit that matters and the Patriots are there every year and Julian Edelman seems to be a guy that just carries them all the way through and I think that team is is tough it's unstoppable it's a fucking unstoppable I just threw a pencil <laughs> accidentally I am so impressed by it it's next level honestly I, I, I'm so impressed by it I Me think too. last night they said Edelman's third or fourth all time in receiving yards in the playoffs second yeah second, second. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's maybe Jeez. below Jerry Rice he's below Jerry above Michael Irvin yep. so it's like and it don't count and no, those those don't count for your the total That's records. So dumb. I don't know why. I think it's because the NFL is very dumb when it comes to that type of stuff. Maybe because it's not fair. I guess I don't know why. Right. Mm-hmm. No idea why. I don't get it. Number it, of it, games. Everybody's playing the same. Keep the records as is. And yeah. Yeah. But these points and yards matter more than the right, ones yeah, in right. the regular season. All right. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Just play devil's advocate. Okay. Let's do it. If uh, if you think Julian Edelman belongs in the Hall of Fame based on his playoff numbers, yep. do you think Heinz Ward belongs in the pl- Hall of Fame? Well. <clears throat> That's a great question because they're kind of similar, although I think Edelman has more moments, more Hall of Fame moments. Heinz Ward threw a touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Randall Randall threw it to him, so he caught one in the end zone. Edelman has that catch against the Falcons Mm -hmm. in the middle of the field that's insane. He has a Super Bowl MVP. Is Heinz Ward Super Bowl MVP? Yes. Oh, so they're pretty similar. So, yeah, for comparison's sake, both have played 18 playoff games. Uh, Heinz Ward has 1,181 yards and 10 touchdowns with 88 catches. Edelman has 115 catches for 1,400 yards and five touchdowns. He has three Super Bowls and an MVP. Heinz Ward has two and an MVP. That is an interesting little uh, (laughs) observation there. I'd say he makes it. For sure. He also has the Seattle game-winning touchdown, too. Who, Heinz? No, uh, Edelman. Edelman? I say Heinz deserves two. They both both have Seattle. I think they both should be in, honestly. If you, if you perform on the biggest stage, how do you not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? I agree. I, I think that there should be more emphasis placed on playoff and Super Bowl stuff than anything else. But the NFL doesn't do that. But I think Julian Edelman should go in. And I think the Super Bowl MVP thing, which pocketed Evan Fox a lot of money. Oh, plus yeah. 2500 <laughs> Foxy pocketed a lot of cash off of there. Can only add to that, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, Edron James. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw that. I don't know if Edron James is ever going to get into the Hall of Fame. It's too bad. Let me tell you why. Because he has adult ballets that he owns. And I think you got a lot of old white people voting. And they see that and they they view their vote as such an important thing to society and to the NFL 
that they, I don't know if they ever will. I don't know if they ever will, honestly. Edron James, incredible football player, friend of this show. I think the potential adult ballet ownership could get in the way, even though he helps out hundreds of kids every single year in his pro- at his property, the Orlando property mm-hmm. in the Miami. He, he does so many good things for the community. He was incredible for the Colts. He went on to do good things for the Cardinals, I believe, and also the Seahawks, mm-hmm. I think. I like Edron James a lot. I just don't know if he's going to ever get in. I don't know. If, I you, think it's really hard to get in. Dudes know that he owns them. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they absolutely do. Because remember, they probably go into little rooms. Some some of them mm-hmm. go into little rooms for Hall of Fame meetings, and things get brought up that don't matter at all. And then they're like, "Whoa, we don't want to do that. We'll do this." I, I think it's all a bunch of bullshit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I I personally could give a fuck less about Hall of Fames. Personally, I could care less because it's people voting people in that aren't really in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If it was players voting in and coaches voting in, I think the media has had a huge role, a vital role in the growing of the NFL. I don't want to make that. But trying to win over the opinion of some sports writer, like who gives a fuck about Mm -hmm. what that person thinks personally? But there's a lot of guys that this is something that they want bad. Bad, bad, mm-hmm. bad. It's all they want. I hope Edron James gets in, but I I think he might not for a little bit. Huh. I think it it might be tough for a little bit. How long has he been retired? Do we have any idea? 2009 <laughs> was his last year. So oh, long, so he's been eligible for a while. A little yeah. while now, yeah. I think he made the finals this year, though. It was uh, yeah, the whole did. thing. Shout out Ed Reed making it. Good mm-hmm. for him. Mm-hmm. Shout out Ed Reed. Uh, tried to block a punt of mine one or two times. <laughs> scared the <laughs> shit out of me. Happy he didn't deplete me like he's done to plenty of people. <laughs> Good for him. Troy Polamalu, when's he up? He's eligible next year. He's first round, right? I mean, yeah, first oh, yeah, ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Him lay low for a little bit. Hall of Fame is something that kind of just... The NFL honors. Why, why, why are you taping that show? Why I've never they, understood that. Why are they taping that show? What do you mean? Like, it wasn't live? No. No. So we knew everything on the internet two literally two hours before the show was even oh. supposed to air. Because they break it live on Twitter when the awards are announced, so you already know, and then the mm. show starts two hours after that. Literally two yeah. hours. What, what are you doing there? I heard Steve Harvey did well. I heard I didn't watch because I knew who won every award two hours <laughs> before the show went out. <laughs> it's it's kind of hard Is to get it on my, NFL Network? Or? No, I think it's on... It was on... <laughs> I think it's, no, it's a, on a real channel. I think so. Yeah, I think not it's the a, NFL Network. It's not a real channel, but you get it. Yeah, you get it. I think, I think a, it was on CBS though. They had a ten-hour pregame show. I know the NFL Network. Jeez, ten fucking hours. I don't get it. It might have been longer. To be honest, it might have been twelve hours. I'm not sure. Ten hours sneaking in everything they can get in there one last time. Let's <laughs> go ahead and do it. They had four different sets. They had everybody there mm-hmm. for ten hours for fucking. It's insane it's to me much. compared to our like twenty second meeting. <laughs> yeah, you're, we had twenty five <laughs> guests in four days. It's um, I think that NFL Honors Show could be something great. By the mm-hmm. way, and that is a goal to host that thing. And if I ever do get to host it, as soon as I walk on stage, I would like to see every NFL players in there just adjust and just sit up and be like, well, here we fucking go. <laughs> I think there would be a real buzz in that theater if I walked into that place. Oh, yeah. From everybody, too. From, like, the superstars all the way through, like, the special teams. By the way, I've never been allowed in the award show. Mm-hmm. I've never gotten a ticket. to. I was a finalist for an award. Salute to service award. There was only me and two other. Couldn't get into the show. Like couldn't get in. I think Carrot Top was at the same fucking. <laughs> I couldn't even get. In. I've never been able to get into the award show. So the only time I will go is whenever I host it, and that's probably how I'm going to lead off. By the way, 
is like so I got first time here. First time I was ever allowed in here with you, NFL elite. It's great to be with you. God, you guys are so good. Won't even let me in the room. It's unbelievable. That would be a lot. That is a goal uh-huh. is to host that NFL. That'd be cool. Yeah. Even though Steve Harvey, I'm sure he did great. I'm sure he did absolutely yeah, incredible. Awesome, he is a very funny guy. He's he's all those things. I'm a Steve Harvey fan. His little quote about jumping and to make the transition into my next career was very vital to me. But I would enjoy walking out on that stage and just watching the reaction of everybody just <laughs> being be like, "Well, this has become something we did not expect." It Buckle would turn up. into a lot more of a. A real show. It would be a show. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a little bit more of a roast. There'd be some roasting happening. It wouldn't be, but it'd be positive. It'd be good. Yeah. A good representative of the NFL, too. Mm-hmm. I think I'd do great. I hope to do that one day. Good shout out to Andrew Luck, comeback player of the year. Mm-hmm. Shout out Darius Leonard, defensive rookie of the year. They got it right over that howling guy down there in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I think the NFL, it was a nice cherry on top of the NFL, although the game sucked. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all we take away from the whole weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, hashtag Endgame, hashtag Endgame. Send us your favorite moment from the NFL season. If it correlates and matches with Ty Schmidt's exact favorite moment, you will win some free merch. We have a St. Patrick's Day line coming out here in the next couple of days. You need to shop for your St. Patrick's Day gear as if it was your first day of school outfit. Remember that. That's a great analogy. A lot of pictures coming from St. Patrick's Day. A lot of flexing on the internet, Mm -hmm. a lot of flexing on social media. It is our job to set you up for the best shirt Mm -hmm. on the internet. You want something original. You don't want to see 12 other people in the same bar wearing the same shirt you're wearing. Kiss me, I'm Irish. Yeah, Yeah. there it is. So it is our job to supply you with incredible shirts, and that's what we will do. We We'll do that in the next couple of days. We'll be releasing them. They'll be on sale, obviously. Uh, and we just, all we want is for you to dominate the internet on St. Yes. Patrick's yeah. Day. Mm-hmm. That's all. We want you to get a couple more likes. And we want a couple yeah. comments where people mm-hmm. go, hey, that shirt, hilarious. Uh, hey, where'd yes. you get that shirt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Store.com. They'll be coming out in the next couple of days. That'll be your answer. That'll be our answer. And mm-hmm. we can't wait to see it for myself at Tom McComas, at Diggs with a Z, at Nick Morado, at Hey Gorman. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, You've probably been blocked by him, (laughs) (laughs) and you don't even know it. At Viva Lazito, at Boston Connor, who is wearing six rings for the rest of the month. Yep. This jersey probably till September. Those those rings are so cheap, it's going to turn your shit blue or green. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'll go out, um, go get new, go get six more new ones. That is true, though. Those are like those cheap-ass ones that you find like in a little vending machine thing. Yeah, 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 those are ones that are like meant for kids to wear, but an adult is wearing it now. (laughs) Adults, wow, thank you. Things can't even fit past your knuckles on your little stubby little sausage (laughs) fingers. You got six on your fingers, but there's actually seven of them. You compounded two of them thinking we wouldn't fucking notice. You only got six fucking rings in New England, not seven. Get up. For now. Your fucking face is looking incredible. Your voice sounds terrible. Your fingers, though, look like you've been through a fucking meat plant. Get up. The fucking, you got bruised fingernail. Looks like you're wearing finger paint on your fucking thing. You should be embarrassed to even show your fingers in public at this time. Get up. Now you're just bringing more attention to your fingers with these cheap ass, busted ass, little bit of Get silver, a little bit of gold, female kids rings Ooh. that you're going to wear for the next month and embarrass all of Pat McAfee. Oh, oh. Got him. Uh, it's Boston, C-O-N-N-R. <laughs> <laughs> at Ty Schmidt, at Evan Foxy. Once again, hashtag Endgame, hashtag Endgame. 
Ty Schmidt's favorite moment of the NFL season could be anything, could be gift, could be picture. Even tweet out a story, do what you got to do. Tell your friends, listen to the show. We appreciate you so much. Another new episode coming on Thursday where we will have the re- interview with Rex Ryan, which is going to be good. I think Chris Ballard possibly is going to come mm. on the show. Michael Cole from the WWE. What? We have some big news coming <laughs> on Thursday. Yep. Huge show coming Thursday, and then we are off on a break. Uh, but we will still have episodes for you where I will dive through the annals of our show for a best of for mm-hmm. two. Heartland Radio uh, 2.0 will also do the same thing. New episode of that coming out tomorrow. We're so thankful for all of you. Have an incredible night. Come win some St. Patty's Day shirts. Send us some good shit. Ty Schmidt, hit the music. Darkness fills the night It cannot hide the light Whom shall I fear? You crush the enemy Underneath my feet You are my sword and shield Though troubles linger still Whom shall I
always by my side.